I listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) See, you're unbreakable, unmistakable, highly capable, lady that's making loot, a living legend too. Just look at what heaven do. Send us an angel, and I thank you. Hey, mama. Hey, everybody. Hey, welcome to the Blackout Tips Podcast. Your host, Rod and Karen. And uh, we're in the house on uh, Sunday, Mother's Day. Yes, yes, y'all. Um, So it's a very special Mother's Day uh, out there to everybody on the Internet. I know, you know, the Mother's Day rules have changed. You got to wish everybody happy Mother's Day. Women with kids, women without kids, women with pets, men with pets, men without kids, men uh, who are never going to have kids. Uh, it don't matter. People everybody, that don't take care of their kids. Everybody get a happy Yeah, I don't want anybody to be offended, so happy Mother's Day to every gender, sex, nationality, uh, uh, species type. Yep. Uh, I hope all of y'all are having a happy Mother's Day. I wish myself a happy Mother's Day today, just in case. Somebody might be offended if I didn't say it to myself. So, yeah. happy Mother's Day to everybody and everything. Yeah, because uh, yesterday uh, I had went to went to the convenience store and uh, this dude he held the door. He was old black man. He held the door for me. I went through the door. He said Happy Mother's Day. I said Thank you. You too. Then I thought I sound like an idiot, <laughs> but that's just out of habit. Well, Lisa wasn't street harassment. Happy oh, no Mother's street Day. harassment. Um, and uh, yeah, so we uh, as tr- is tradition on the show at this point. Uh, we have a mom on, uh, for Mother's Day. How you doing, mom? Wonderful. Thanks for having me. No problem. Appreciate you coming through. Um, we, uh, just got back in town. We went out of town mm-hmm. yesterday to Raleigh. For, had a good time. Yeah, we had a good time. We, uh, supported the arts and, uh, friends of the podcast and stuff like that. Um, uh, and talked to some people that we're friends with. So, mm-hmm. uh, it was a good time. Uh, we made it back in one piece. So we got lucky on that. Uh, yeah, that storm was, storm was no joke coming back. Yeah, it was a crazy storm we drove through yesterday. I thought it was going to be a tornado at one point. Yeah, um, I was driving. I was like, um, I don't know what y'all plan on doing, but I'm going to go ahead and put my emergency blankets on, and I'm going 25 miles an hour. I can't see nothing, and I am not trying to die. Yeah, and Karen had to drive some of the way back because I was starting to get sleepy. I was like, I'm not going to fall asleep in this. Oh, no. Be, be on the side of the road somewhere. But, um, yeah, man, so it's uh, the Blackout Tips Podcast. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Podomatic. Just search the Blackout Tips, and uh, we'll come up. Um, you can leave us five-star reviews on iTunes and Stitcher, and we promise to read them on our feedback show. We probably got to move things around a little bit this week. We couldn't do a feedback show yesterday because... Honestly, man, we was exhausted. Yeah, and I was like, Roger was already asleep. Because the thing is, and when we got back, I was like, you want to do a feedback show? He was like, no, let's do it later on. I thought, okay, but I know us. I was like, I'm going to go to sleep, and I'm not going to wake up. And I went to sleep, and next thing I know, it was about 8, 9 o'clock, and I didn't wake up till like 6-something this morning. I was Yeah, well, you know, I was like, you know, we might do a show, we might not. I didn't tell anybody we would because uh, I knew I was going to be tired. And uh, from the driving, being up, I mean, we went to the late show for the comedy thing. So it was uh, one of those things where it's like, if we do it, we do it. If not, we don't. We'll figure a way to get you guys feedback into the show one way or another. Um, uh, Matter of fact, man, we could do a feedback show with my mom right here. We Um, can. I don't know. We could. I don't know. I think people want to hear my mom's uh, response to what they said about the show. I think they would. 
<laughs> all right maybe we'll just make this shit a feedback show well forget some of these topics we can always do these topics later um but uh yeah you can do that stuff the blackouttest.com become a premium member there you can uh leave comments you can vote in the polls you can leave comments on your votes in the polls mm-hmm. you can email us leave us voicemails um the voicemail number is 704-557-0186 and um once you do all that stuff we'll go ahead and um read it on the show play it on the show uh and, and whatnot um the official weapon of the show is the taser an unofficial sport is bullet ball and bullet ball extreme and uh today's podcast is Brought to you by Tweaked Audio. Go to tweakedaudio.com, put in code TBGWT, and you get 33% off of these cool, fancy inner earbud headphones where you just put them in your ears. Um, they're discreet. You can listen to them at work. They work with your cell phone. Uh, they work with MP3 players. Uh, if Some of them have mics, so like if you have a phone, you get a phone call while you're at the gym working out or something, you just hit the accept the call button and you can talk right there you don't need to like unplug them you don't need to stop working out or any of that stuff um and uh they're they also come with a actual lifetime guarantee so anytime they break anything happens i mean earbuds constantly break down it's just natural yep. um, but instead of having to go to cvs and spend 20 more dollars you can just send them back and they send you a new pair just that easy um, they also have free shipping too. So if you put in code TBGWT at tweakedaudio.com, you can get free shipping. You can get the 33% off and you get your mm-hmm. lifetime guarantee. So, uh, you might want to take the time out and do that, man. Um, speaking of, um, you know, feedback before we even get into that, um, we went to see Lily Nelson, friend of the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was in a play. Uh, she was on the show. She talked about it. It's called Closer. Um, I believe it's still showing for a few more nights. It um, is. And uh, we got to see it uh, with uh, Nick Jew and uh, Leonard and Brothers. Brothers. And uh, it was really fun, man. We had a good time. Um, it was like I've never been to a black box theater before. So mm-hmm. it was like it was really like a big ass room. But there's like a bunch of like chairs and stuff like that. And you can like sit around. But the actors are like feet from you at some time. Mm-hmm. So. Um, and it was really well done production. I mean, they really did it with like probably six people, maybe eight people at the max at the max. Right. And and they're just like moving things around. Now, I'm not a huge theater snob theater person. Um, last time I went to a play was probably uh, Beauty Shop, too. So you know how old that is. <laughs> but um, my, but uh, Nick Jew was there and. Um, and, and you know she's huge into the theater and stuff so she was like pointing out everything technically that they were doing and stuff like that and i'm like oh, okay i didn't even know that um uh leonard and karen apparently thought it was the movies we did <laughs> shout out to leonard and was trying to embarrass us in front of all these white people i was talking to them I, I i forgot they like two feet in front of me and can hear me i'm used to talking to like a 50 foot screen where the person can't hear me and something happened and i messed around and said oh my yeah i was like come on man what are you doing um they gave us these tickets so you know this is, uh, i was having myself a good time but uh that's how good it was people were getting into it the play they did is called closer um it's also a movie um and i saw the movie and the movie is really good um it's just basically about relationships and people being unfaithful and mind tricks and like what does sex mean to a relationship uh what does what what is really what is intimacy really 
what is the truth worth and happiness and all this stuff. Um, but uh, I enjoyed it a lot, man. And it really made me want to go see the movie again. So uh, kudos to Lily and uh, the, the crew there. Um, they also put our logo in the flyer for the play. So Which was neat. It was cool. Open up a play and you just see this big picture of us and stuff. It's like, wow, look at that. Yeah, and the thing, I think all four of us was like the only four black people in the audience other than the sound tech who was up high trying, you know, doing the lighting and stuff. And I was joking because I was like, I bet you the people I looked at their fly going, other than the black folks is in the back of this flyer. I know, yeah. <laughs> I think we were sitting next to each other and say, only thing is we weren't wearing that green and whatever. But uh, if we would have probably been wearing the same clothes, they might have been like, hold up. I think them the same black folks. But uh, we did. We went there. It was uh, great. If you get a chance to check it out, uh, you should. I think it's at the Burning Cold Theater. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, like I said, um, it's in the Raleigh area, Durham area. Um, go tell them we sent you, man. If you go check them out, because uh, please do. It was definitely worth it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had to hightail it out of there. Like we knew we were cutting it close. Um because we had to go from there to 10 o'clock. Uh, JL Covan was going to be doing uh, stand-up. And um, it was so good. Like It was excellent. The whole night was good. Um, like, the the opener was great. JL was great. Um, and the closer was and, excellent. Yeah. I believe her name was, like, Eliza Schlesinger. I, hope mm-hmm. that's, I think I'm pronouncing and, it right. And it's funny, though, because whenever you go online to purchase tickets... You have to, uh, I think, uh, her, uh, her uh, she's up up as the uh, main person. And if you click on, you go inside and it'll show like JL and the other person. Like after you click on it and go inside. Mm-hmm. And we we looked at each other like, she better be funny. Like I ain't never heard of her. Who is she? She better be funny. And when I tell you she delivered, she delivered. She was wonderful. And it's one of the few comedy shows that I've seen where somebody's sister, uncle, cousin, brother didn't who owned the joint put their nephew on and he's a terrible comic because that's a lot of times that's what happens like the first dude is like horrible and he's just making announcements and stuff but he really can't tell good jokes uh but all three of them did an excellent job yeah yeah it was it was really funny um from beginning to the end so uh you know and every yeah and like it's like karen said everybody did a good job which you know no offense to anybody but that's you know kind of rare like we're gonna comedy clubs in charlotte and it's almost like they sometimes it feels like they purposely make sure that the people in front of them are not funny aren't funny yes so that well you you're can, like thank god somebody make me laugh right so that when the, the when the opening when the uh feature and the headliner get up there you kind of like oh thank god this is this was so terrible yeah eliza schlesinger i-l-i-z-a yeah please s-h-l-e-s-i-n-g now she's done in raleigh that was the last weekend week of shows like okay so you can't go see it anymore but um you know the club was fun Mm -hmm. they loved our table because it was us we were loud too nick jew leonard brothers two fish Terrilyn Mm -hmm. was out there we met her for the first time very lovely person um and uh we had so much fun um uh and we were laughing so hard um at so much of the stuff that they were covering that yes i was like do y'all follow black twitter because they will send like a lot of of stuff that a lot of people on black twitter talk about people we interact on facebook a lot of things that they talk about so that's what made it funny he brought he brought up blackfish and a whole table just erupted in laughter he was like oh y'all get it we was like yes we get it we seen the people on facebook that watched uh uh that movie and cried and then was like well i got my two tickets to sea world right so that was pretty cool man um 
and uh yeah we had a great time man we went out to dinner um at this tar hill like this bar sports bar watch uh uh watch kevin durant and those guys win um and uh that was you know that was about it for that um but you know we talked till they closed the bars like two in the morning then we got up the next day we did we recorded um an episode uh the anniversary episode <coughs> of oh. what's the tea with nick jew and reggie um live in the studio um so that was fun uh i went to bed that night on friday i looked at my twitter feed and i saw people were blowing it up and I forgot that uh, uh, Elon James White, of course, was showing a black show, a TV show that yeah. um, I'm part of. So everybody was telling me like, oh, my God, this is so funny what you said. Or I agree with this. And, you know, that was cool or whatever. So um, it was actually really fun um, doing, you know, uh, a black show. Um, and, you know, all the people hitting me up and whatever, letting letting me know that uh, they enjoyed my um, corny jokes about the library and stuff. So thank you, everybody, for that. Um, and then we had sushi at this place where you get two for one f- sushi. Oh, yes. So much sushi. We it, ate so much. Was, yeah, we had a very good time and it was a lot of fun. Oh, and something else I want to say. Mm-hmm. JL is tall as shit. How tall is that man? Uh, well, every podcast he says he's like six seven or something like that. Okay. It's something crazy. And you know, I, and I know he was tall, but it's like completely different. It's mm-hmm. like Roger is probably already a foot taller than me, and he's probably like a foot taller than Roger. So mm-hmm. whenever y'all take a picture, it's like the midget, uh, you know, the 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 king and the giant all in like this one little picture. I'm surprised they 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 could crop me in a frame. Yeah, he was, and he was, man, he was so funny. Uh, he was went over to uh his merch table and uh everybody bought like albums and stuff Mm -hmm. um it was you know it was just dope man like it's cool to get to meet nice people that yes do good work you know what i mean like because like it's one thing if if you just like well i have a put like it's one of the reasons i like having this show is that we don't really have any political relationships like we don't really have people on the show that we're not fans of or people that we don't respect or people that we just like, well, maybe they'll get us a lot of listeners. So let's have them on, even though we don't like them. So going to see him perform, I knew the stand up would be good. Cause mm-hmm. I, you know, I have his stand up album. Yes. Um, and then also, you know, his videos and stuff like that. Which are excellent. So, you know, watching him kill it is more like, you know, proof positive of like, yeah, we, that's right. We have good taste. And, uh, like when we saw Chris Lambert kill it, like there's just a certain amount of like, yeah, man, it's it's good to work with good people that are that are you know also good at what they do. So mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. it was real cool talking to him after the show and stuff. Um, yes, and I mean, because we see people, but it's a difference when you seeing them and you actually like being face to face with them. And he's a very very uh, cool uh, dude, and even Nick Jew was like, "Look, I blocked you." <laughs> Mm-hmm. She was like, mm, I ain't like what you had to say, but I'll unblock you now and I'll start following you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a big, well, I wouldn't even say controversy, but um, I asked Twitter, like, um, is it possible to be a um, comedian if you, do, if you don't have a podcast? I mean, if all you do is a podcast, like, would, I, would, would, would people tell me that we have a, a comedy podcast and we're funny? I was like, does that make me a comedian? Now, I don't have an ego about it. I don't care. Like, I don't really care what you call me, honestly. Um, But it was just one of those questions I thought would be interesting because I've heard other podcasts be like, I'm a comedian. I entertain people. I'm funny. 
mm-hmm. x amount of times a week you know it's a different type of comedy but i would say i'm a comedian people on youtube they do comedy they have like a comedy channel he said yes. so it's like is that person a comedian and so um jl and uh the brandy were kind of getting into it saying uh that i was not a comedian and some of the fans of the show were saying like well no i think it counts it's, it's a comedian and uh i think they all kind of like got into it and uh, i just kind of closed the piano and walked out the juke joint like <laughs> like color purple I was like, like, it's, oh. it's time to go y'all i'll yeah. let y'all handle this conversation i ain't want all these problems i, I, was ain't, just trying I ain't trying to, to get punched yeah i was just asking the question to everybody but um yeah we had a good time uh oh yeah people are putting questions in the chat for my mom sure go ahead um here's one ask this from Koki negra Ask mommy to tell us a funny story about you as a kid. He used to love the Dukes of Hazard <clears throat> and dressing up in a cowboy boot. I'm I'm sorry, a cowboy hat <laughs> and cowboy shoes. He used to love that show. That was funny. Mm-hmm. Just good old boys. <laughs> then you get a birthday cake too. Yeah, I got a Dukes of Hazard birthday I, cake. How, how, with did, the, how did they look the at general, you? The General Lee. <laughs> I didn't look at you being black walking in there talking about give me a Dukes of Hazard <laughs> a cake. It only had the color that mattered, and that was green. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember that cake, man. I'm glad y'all got it. I, I know they was like, wait a minute, you want a Dixie flag on here too? What's going on? I didn't know much about the history of the Dixie flag at that time. <laughs> I know you did. I was still a child. I just knew I liked Bo and Luke and... uh <laughs> And they they was um they'll be jumping that jumping that um bridge. That's all that mattered. Boss Hog and uh was throwing his hat down, stumping on it. Yeah, they was they was gonna try to they was gonna try to jump it and fall in. So uh that was all it took. You know, kids don't be thinking about the political implications of <laughs> any of that stuff. Black people buying a Confederate flag cake and shit like that. <laughs> I kinda wanna buy one now. You know? Maybe that's what I do for my next birthday. We can get somebody to make it. I know, right? Um, a order and walk up in there, be like, "Yeah, make this Confederate flag cake for the black out who tips." Uh, ma'am, um, yeah, uh, I, you sure? I'm positive. We'll be there to pick it up. Uh, Leonard Brother says, "Happy Mother's Day, Mrs. Morrow." My question is about how you reacted when Rod first told you he wanted to try to make podcasts in his full time job after his last layoff. I think it was awesome. Um, yeah, <clears throat> the support of Karen. Um, and I think it's just great for a wife and a husband to work together. I think it's awesome. Cool. There you go, guys. It's awesome. Um, <laughs> yeah, my dad was the one that was like, you sure you're going to be able to make this work? Your dad was like, look, you're going to be able to pay bills. You're going to be able to take care of your wife. Because if you ain't, you need to go get a job, boy. I know. I was like, I don't know, actually. I think yeah, so. Your daddy, that testosterone and your daddy was like, Mm-mm, if you can't pay bills, that ain't the way, son. I knew the math. Um... How are Roderick and Rodney alike? Did you want twins, hence their names, smile from Professor LCH? <clears throat> no, I didn't want twins. They are not alike. They're, they're very different. Yeah. In good ways. So, they're different. Yeah, we're real different. We're like opposites almost. Yes. But, um, I don't know. Uh, I, I think we both. Uh, laugh about the same things like me and Rodney have conversations about silly stuff and uh, we like music a lot of the same music so we talk about music a lot stuff like that but um and then we both kind of we can both be uh stubborn uh whenever we have our opinions that differ and stuff so I'll say that's mostly how we're the same um all right and like I said throughout the chat if you guys want to put questions in that's fine yeah we'll answer them yeah just uh Karen keep an eye on that let me know if we have more questions and I'll I'll, I'll try to 
do my best to add. Oh, here's another one. All right. Um, what is the worst what the fuck moment? That's what WTF means. <laughs> you've ever seen from these young mothers today? Oh, just not connecting and responsible for being a parent. Uh, the way that they dress and it's just disheartening because once you become a parent, you really need to up your game to be focused and be in the moment of being a parent. It's a hard job, but you made that decision. You need to get involved in it and be on the job. Mm. Yeah, I think um, the thing that's the weirdest to me now is so many people raise their kids for the internet. I don't just mean like on the internet, mm-hmm. but for the internet. Yes. Like, hey, I whoop my kid. Let me post this video to Instagram and Facebook. Facebook and and I want to see how many retweets I can get and how, how many, many likes. You know, I'm a, uh, my kid got a bad grade in school, so I'm going to make him hold up this sign and I'm going to put it on so and so. And I, you know, I was like, for one, it's weird that you're doing this for the validation of other people you know like these people ain't got nothing to do with your kids they don't care they just they just gonna laugh on instagram laugh on facebook laugh on twitter but at the end of the day they don't have anything to do with your relationship with your child and they don't have nothing to invest in it right there's no investment from for me retweeting this picture or anything but then the second thing that's weird about it is if you're sitting up there like putting this information out here on the internet in 2014 and people get you know very upset sometimes there was a picture where a guy uh he said my son says he want to act grown he shaved the top of his head off like so george, it looked like george jefferson. jefferson and then he took the picture put it on instagram it was like you want to act grown now you look grown and people were like that's wrong you know you shouldn't do that little boy like that and to me i was thinking like one that's not even that bad and two if we had the internet when i was a kid and y'all, they posted what we had to do for punishment we would end up child services would have got called and I don't think we were like my parents were bad or abusive or anything but it's just that's how volatile the internet is like you just can't like certain shit you have to do to raise a kid you can't be telling the internet about that you know it's like if somebody get hit with a switch the internet gonna be reporting you to the police you know cause they think every kid just needs time out and talking to and not every kid that shit don't work on every kid all the time mm-hmm. Didn't work for me. I look at you and would have rolled my eyes. Yeah, but just that one picture of the person with the haircut off was like this child abuse. He just they make they gonna make the kid get bullied when they get to school. I was like, who knows what that kid did, you know? Um, but that that's the weirdest thing about the internet age coming to, uh, now is just you know how much people are have this controversy and posting stuff and getting approval and likes and dislikes mm-hmm. and all that stuff. Like I I don't know, man. It's just a weird time. But, uh, yeah, personally, I, you know, if I had a kid, I just wouldn't put that shit on the internet. Oh, no, because it's not for the internet. The internet ain't paying nothing. They rate bill up in here. The internet ain't taking care of this child. The internet ain't buying this child no food, no water, no nothing. So the internet ain't got no opinion on what I do to my child. Yeah, and a little healthy embarrassment ain't the worst thing in the world. Like, if that kid goes, I remember Rodney one time stole my dad's, uh, what do you call them, clippers or scissors or something out of his bathroom. They tried to cut a part in his head himself uh, because my dad wouldn't give us a part like, you know, Larry Johnson or whatever. And he cut this messed up part. It was crooked. It was like three inches too long. It, it was just his hair looked a mess. And so my dad came home and Rodney wanted him to cut cut his hair. 
And he was like, no. Like, I, you stole the Clippers. You weren't supposed to be in my bathroom. You, uh, you know, you, you look a hot mess now. I might, at least when I cut your hair, it looked okay. And now you should just have to live with this for uh, a couple weeks. He, he said, you know, the difference between a good haircut and a bad haircut is two weeks. So Rodney, <laughs> Rodney just had to live it. But if they, if he would have took that in 2014, if he would have took that picture of Rodney and his crying face with his haircut and put it on the internet, everybody would be like, now see, that's wrong. That's what's wrong with parents today. Letting you, you got to cut your hair. You can't let the kid get embarrassed and go to school. They're going to pick on him. It's like, well, maybe it won't be the worst thing in the world, you know? And you know what? Lesson learned. They won't do that no more. Right, which is really the lesson you, that you want to yeah, teach your kids. Yeah, because at the end of the day, as a parent, you have to deal with the actions of the child, not the Internet. Leonard Brother says, do you think your parenting style has changed as your sons gotten have gotten older? No, because I um, raised my <clears throat> granddaughter. Mm-hmm. So, no. Yep, so, yeah, still got Layla in there. Yep. Still be going through the same struggles we was, you know. I just see her in there like, yep, this this is par for the course, dog. Um, all right, let's talk about some feedback stuff. Um, of course, you can uh, go to theblackouttips.com, leave feedback there. Uh, you can leave us five-star reviews on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, or Podomatic. Um, uh, if you leave five-star reviews, promise to read them on the show. Um, and uh, we appreciate everybody that does take the time out to do that because I know you guys don't have to. Um, and uh, it's also very important to us. So uh, thanks to all those people. Yep. Um, you can donate to the show. Um, I want to give a shout out to everybody that did donate this week. So let me uh, go look that up real quick. But um, to donate is in the right hand side at blackoutist.com. And you just, there's recurring donations, there's one time donations. Uh, totally up to you. Let's give a shout out uh, to to those people because um, you know they they didn't have to do this shit. Um, they keep the boat afloat. Yeah, literally, like we wouldn't do it without you guys because um, we wouldn't have the money to, and internet wouldn't be working, and uh, wouldn't have a uh, you know wouldn't wouldn't be able to post these episodes. Yeah, like Roger tell you, for those of you that are premium. People, we already you already know the rules. You got to stay in good shape. You can't be dying no time soon. Mm-hmm. You got to stay healthy. Yeah, got to stay healthy, guys. Eat right. Uh, we need y'all money. Mm-hmm. Exercise. Mm-hmm. Everybody, I, hopefully you're on the treadmill right now. Listen to the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, Robert L. He donated to the show. My man, Black Rob. Thank you very much. Um, Utla E U T L A L L C. I'm not sure. Well, how to pronounce that? If you want to write in and tell us exactly how to do that pronunciation, please do. Definitely don't want to, uh, you know, mess that up. Uh, Erica C. She hit us with a one-time donation. Thank you very much, Erica. Mm-hmm. Willie G. He donated to the show. That's an old school name right there. Son. Willie. Son, he got some. Oh, on Willie G. <laughs> yes, a Willie hat. G. Hat with a feather. He tilted to the side. Um, Kalisha B. She donated to the show. Thank you very much, Kalisha. One-time donation. Uh, Michael F. with the recurring donation. Thank you, Michael. Mm-hmm. Um, Tabitha M., she donated to the show. Recurring donator, of course. Um, Crystal, okay, Miss Crystal, she donated. And she says, wanted to treat y'all for lunch a couple weeks ago, but that drive killed me and didn't see one of my aunts till the day I was supposed to see y'all. I'm the biggest loser ever. I know. But let me just drop something in the collection plate and donate as my penance for my sins against Rod and the Holy Mother Karen. 
<laughs> P.S. That day, well, what happened was we were supposed to go out to eat uh, lunch, lunch with her, mm-hmm. and I guess she got caught up on the other part of town, oh, so we never okay. got to go out. Uh, P.S. That day I did some deep retail therapy at Concord Mills Mall to keep it together and prevent a deep depression that was creeping up because of my lon- loserness. But then I had went to Walmart around the corner, and in all my sleepiness, I swear, while wearily pushing the shopping cart with my son, it was 9.30, and I swear I saw a bald-headed, black, glasses-wearing, bittered, bittered-out, chocolate, tallish, jolly-looking, juicy, chetty bear looking guy leaving <laughs> as I was coming in. I was like, that can't be due because they talking to Saron Russell right now, and since I have a bad habit of confusing people, uh, like, hey, are you so-and-so? Only to find out now. So I did a sleepy, high black person smile and nod and kept it moving. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, it wasn't us because we were definitely mm-hmm. on the air with Saron at that time. Mm-hmm. But anyway, this donation doesn't include the tip, which would have stressed me out. Uh, here's an extra 20 because, uh, yeah, if people eat with us, they think they should overtip. Yes. Um, so I'm locking up my engagement rings and trying again next time. Hugs and kisses, Miss Christabel. Well, thank you, Miss Christabel. Thank we appreciate you, sweetie. it. We do. And, uh, yeah, things happen, man. That one time you came to town, I got sick. We weren't able to, uh, meet you out to yes. eat. So one you day we're going to get it together. Yeah, it's going to happen. Uh, Gabriel L. Down, uh, they they donated to the show. Recurring donator, thank you, Gabriel. Uh-huh. Uh, Julia C. She says, "It's all I can afford now. Thanks for making the past few weeks great, Rod and Karen Jules. That's fine. Thank you, Jules. Yeah, we don't have a dollar amount. We just thank you for even thinking about us. Chandra G. Donated to the show. Recurring donator. Yes, Chandra G. Thank you, sweetie. Uh, Cedric the Entertainer. Cedric W. He donated to the show. Uh, Remy White. Remy Wide Receiver. He donated to the show." Um, and is that everybody? I think it's everybody. I th- I think that's everybody. All right. Yeah. Well, well, thank you so much for donating, everyone. Yes, thank you. Um, it, yeah, we like I said, couldn't do it without you. Mm-hmm. Um, let me check these five star reviews too, because uh, that's something that uh, we definitely want to uh want to read for everybody. And while mm-hmm. Roger is doing that, to leave us a five star review, go to any Apple device and uh, go into your iTunes account. And uh, type in the black guy who tips it over in the left hand corner. It should have a thing that says stars leave review. Leave us a five star review. Uh, and if you are outside of the United States, please let us know because iTunes is on only the you could be in Canada or Mexico. It does not care. Uh, that's the only way we would know if you leave any reviews outside of the United States. If you do not have an Apple account, create one at iTunes dot com. And we got a ton of them too, uh, so let's get right into them. Woo-hoo! Uh, so good from Sooner Trey. He says, it's been a while since I submitted a review, but I wanted to say episode 692 was so good. When you guys broke down the Donald Sterling tape, that was funny as all get out. Thank God I was the only one in the office because I had my speakers turned up and I was dying in my office. Keep up the good work. Yeah, Donald Sterling and that tape was pretty funny. Pretty, pretty good. Yeah, as long as you're willing to laugh, man. Like, people was getting too mad about yeah, that shit. Yeah, I was like, I can't be stressed out about it. It's actually really funny. Yeah, I was laughing more at her because she was setting him up. You could tell she was a cornet. Would you like some juice? Yeah. A little more juice, honey. Talking to the mic. Talking to the mic. <laughs> Turn your head to the left. Mm-hmm. Um, great podcast by Cool Calix. Cans here. Got to say, this is a great podcast. I've been in Germany for the past few years and finding this podcast has been a nice reminder of home. Rod and Karen. Excuse me. I mean, Karen and Rod. Yay, 
our great host so good that i recently became a premium member of that show these two are very talented at what they do i recommend this podcast to everyone especially donald sterling <laughs> by the way episode 694 the kenya cheetah research should got should have got 100 for fucking with black people um yeah we did re- it was an article where someone said if you men with bigger penises get cheated on and mm-hmm. men with six inches pe- six inch penises are more likely to get cheated on um than men with five inch penises and this was in kenya uh that they did the study so kenya mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Great shoe, five stars. I think they mean great show. At Moving Keys says, just started listening to the podcasting. This show is great. Keep banging. We will keep banging, Moving Keys. Thank you. Best podcast around, five stars by Jay Shan. I enjoy TBGWT to the fullest. In fact, I barely listen to the 1,300 plus songs I have, mostly because I, I tune into every episode of Ryder, Karen, and the guests that come on. This show is in the likes of The Daily Show with Jon Stewart and Real Time with Bill Maher in the sense that there's a balance between comedy and informative news and opinions. Well, that is a first. I know, right? <laughs> I, well, I'm not sure what that's sophisticated yet. Yeah. Um, I did have some thoughts on Michelle Obama today. Maybe we'll get to those. <laughs> Along with the Sandy check, where's my 40 acres and a couple others? I'm entertained and informed constantly. Keep up the great work. Well, thank you, Jay Shan. Mm-hmm. F to the Cat 23 says five stars. Great. So, yeah, there you go. That's See all y'all. Need. Don't have to be worried if we told y'all. We just need five stars. Mm-hmm. End of transaction. Thank you for, for the nice words. Hilarious and heartfelt from Bama Girl 7281. I found TBGWT through the, uh, the Evening Jones and Twib. Rod and Karen are funny and whip smart and clearly have the kind of friendly, strong, loving relationship that every married couple should aspire to. Episode 683, Loving Black Women is one of the most powerful things I've ever heard. It's a rare show that mixes heartfelt, serious sentiment with silly fun like sword ratchetness and does it so skillfully. You'll love every second of this show. Thank you, baby girl. Thank you. Glad you enjoyed that episode. Yes. Uh, my favorite podcast, Five Stars by Said G. This quickly became my favorite podcast, even to the point where I'm trying to stop listening to some other podcasts because I just don't have the time and I refuse to get back behind on. I refuse to get behind on TBGWT. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I'm sorry. Other podcasts. OK, me too. Whoever you are. My bad. Said G will try to make will make the shows a little shorter for said G. So you will listen to some more. Y'all great podcast. Five stars by L. Gene B. I should have done this ages ago. Such an amazing podcast and amazing host. Rod and Karen are my everyday source of news, laughs, and insight to sore ratchetness. Love the show, guys. Thank you, LGB, and thank you for leaving us a review. Uh, and the last one is Big Willie. <laughs> great show. <laughs> Five stars. He says, great show. Thanks, guys. So thank you, yes. uh, Big Willie. Thank you. And I will say this. Anytime is a good time to leave us a review. There's no time that's ever too early or ever too late. So if mm-hmm. you're considering or thinking about it, go ahead and do it. It, it don't take long. Uh, and then we got these on Stitcher Radio. Mm-hmm. Um, I will read the, the this one because I I can never tell if it's if we, if it's, if we did it or not. Yeah, I want to let people know when you leave um, reviews on Stitcher, you can either do it through the website, uh, do the, the um, Stitcher slash Black Eye Tips, or you can leave it actually straight from your app. But it's a delay. Sometimes people are like I, le- I left a review on Stitcher it didn't show, and it might show up like ten days later. But it won't let us know that it's current. It'll actually post the day that you posted it, which literally might be 
five to ten days later. So if we miss your review on Stitcher, let us know. We'll go back and try to find it. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I honestly do not know which of these we read already. Um, mm-hmm. And some of these go back like sixteen days. So um, uh, let me try this one. Um, you tell me if I've read this, Karen. You can just stop me, and we can move to the next one. I know, right? I will. View from the couch says five stars, relevant and irreverent. I think we read that one, right? think so all right uh we got one from uh brandon apa excellent podcast uh if you have never heard this podcast what have you been listening to this comedic yet informative podcast features husband and wife team rod and karen as they discuss a variety of topics current events and all things ratchet give this show a listener to you will surely be entertained they may you may also learn something trap says five stars tbgwt for life TBGWT has kept me on my job by always bringing insightful content and entertaining guests. I want to donate to keep up the good times rolling, but the man is holding me down. Oh, snap. Not the man. Just kidding. Payday is Friday. I want to give back to the team that has given so much to their fans. Thank you. Craticus says, my favorite podcast, five stars. This is the best podcast out there. No fooling. Give it a shot. What do you have to lose? Exactly. What do you have to lose, guys? Mm -hmm. Papa Midnight says, tip it up. Five stars. Rod and Karen like Oz and Sharon. Got <laughs> that Oz and Sharon. Make it cool to listen to what's going down. Flip on my stitcher while I'm in the kitchen. Keeps my mind fresh. Keeps my ears to the ground. Keep it up. Keep it up. Keep it up. Word. Thanks, Papa. Thank Midnight. you. We will keep it up. Bruh man says podcast legends. Five stars. There, there's here legends in the game. Get up on it, y'all. Thanks, bro, man. Yes, on the fifth floor. Uh, and Film Politique says, Five Stars, Ryan and Karen are inspirational. TBGWT is one of my favorite podcasts to listen to. And while I find the show extremely funny, I think the show is informative and think you and Karen are inspirational people. As a recent college graduate, I thank you and Karen for your dedication to the show, giving your audience fresh, great material every week, and always being genuine. You're doing something you love and it has inspired me to go live my dream with no regrets to Keep up the good work, y'all. Tequila Sunrises on me. Thank you very much, fam, Pop Teak. And uh, I hope your dream is something cool and constructive, man. Mm -hmm. You know? Yep. We'll support dreams as long as you ain't going to jail for it. Right. Hopefully it's a dream that is legal. It's like become the best drug dealer in all the states or something crazy like that. (laughs) In a tri-state area or something like that. No, we don't support them dreams. Um, So, yeah, we also had comments left on the show. Um, Uh. uh, that people, uh, you know, on the blacklabtips.com um, voted in the polls and left comments and stuff like that. So let's look at some of these. We had a poll last week um, where we were doing our feedback show, and uh, a couple people had suggested that possibly um, we could uh, have, like, uh, this girl named uh, GLP Black Chick. She's a person that is like, you know, a what's the best word for her? Um, Political person on social media. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times, you know, I think she gives cover to a lot of racism and stuff like that for the for um, for Republican Party. But as of late, she's had some kind of political falling outs with the right wing because she's like mentioned like that Clive and Bundy dude. Like, hey, that's kind of racist. Right. And they were like, no, you just got it confused. You know, and <laughs> you're not seeing right. Wipe your eyes. So they've kind of started coming for her. And now people are like, well, this is when black people need to reach out to her and let her know that blah, blah, blah. And, you know, me personally, I'm like, 
nah, I'm good. Like, I don't yep. think that uh, we need to, like, seek her out or anything as a representative. And some people are like, well, y'all should have her on the show. And I'm like, I don't really want to do that. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I that if she like, people come to their conclusions or however they come to them. But I don't feel like I have any obligation or responsibility to give somebody that, you know, said uh, Trayvon Martin's son, uh, mom was capitalizing off of his death. Mm-hmm. Any type of like shine, like you know, I like I I, I remember stuff like that. I don't yep. just go, oh well, it's no big deal. Nope. At least you wasn't talking about me. I, to me, it's just like, well, that's reprehensible, and I don't want to give somebody like that platform. And all, all that opinion has not changed. Yeah. So um, the poll was assuming that she would come on the show because she was she won't come on Twib, which is an actual political show about black which stuff. Which is more designed for her. She won't even come on there. I really doubt she'd come on here. Come on now. Um, should we have GLP Black Chick on the Blackout Tips? Yes, I like to see that. No, I don't want to see that. Very close poll. Uh, yes, I like to see that. Forty-seven percent of people in our audience actually would like to see her on our show. Which I was surprised to see. That's a high number. Yeah, I don't know what they expect to get accomplished, but yeah, okay. I don't know. Maybe they want to feel, see an argument or something. Yeah, or, we're not like that. We're not a gotcha show. Mm-mm. Yeah, or just, or even if they just want to see her, like, uh, you know, ask questions from a certain angle. Okay, see if she'll she answer normally them. never ask. Nah, she won't. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, I, I'm not going to have her on the show, but I mean, that would be interesting. And now nah, I don't want to see that. 53% of people said they do not want to see that, which I'm on their side. Me too. Anime Sparks just said, it's been made clear that GLP Black Chick has no interest in an honest discussion about her views with someone who may disagree. As has been pointed out time and time again, she doesn't even retweet reasonable refutations of her arguments on Twitter. Her place isn't one of dialogue or bridging the gap between conservative and liberal and liberal-leaning blacks. It's to be one of the exceptional Negroes who aren't on the plantation. And she plays her role well. She always got to be the victim who's rejected by her community for having a different point of view. And one of the ones who gets it as far as the GLP is concerned. They try her out to shit on liberal, moderate, and reasonable-minded black uh, conservative blacks who don't suckle from the grand old teat. She brought she brought into her own madness after following her for a year. I'm convinced she'll never let go. In short, the only reason I want to see GL black chick, GLP black chick come on TBGWT would be to have a solid nomination for best argument of the year, but that would be a waste of everyone's time, so I'll pass. Thanks. Yeah. Um... Yeah, that's the thing, man. Like a lot of that, uh, that's like I don't, I never understood that about black conservatives. Like they'll be like, "Well, black people stuck on the plantation of the Democrats," and and then if you go, "Well, that's I don't agree with that." It's like, "Oh, see, you you ostracizing me." I'm like, "What? What? what? How, 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 how did we get here?" Yeah, how can you insult all black people and then be like, "Why? Oh, you mad? That's your fault." Um, Tonka Tommy, Tommy says, honestly, I'd rather you have a four year old rambling aimlessly about crayons, ketchup, and band aids. I'm just saying. So, maybe we can get Layla on. I don't know. Oh, yeah, she would have a lot to say. Natasha P says, not no, but hell no. Nope. Uh uh-uh, uh. No, thank you. Did you shake her head too? I'm going to put her down for no. Joe Spacey says, see, if this were Twib asking, I might say no, because they, I would be concerned that she would drive Elon and Imani crazy, particularly Elon with his incessant need to be all reasonable. Since you are talking about medium talk and you, on the other hand, would give her a chance to have a good interview, but would go directly into trolling mode as soon as she started to go off kilter. Either way, means entertainment for me. And if you could get her to play guest the race, I would kick in extra in the collection plate. <laughs> I feel like all her guests will be black. Of course. Regardless. It's a, it's a crime, right? They black. 
Uh, but, I, but I said Latino. Mm-mm, they still black. Uh, AC says, I think we all know a black conservative or two. So we know the difference between a black person who's legitimately struggled with whether or not to vote for Obama for policy concerns and someone who calls Obamacare worse than slavery to prove just how anti-Obama they are. So it's clear why the GOP struggles with minority outreach when these are the people they showcase their effort to diversify. I'd rather hear a discussion with a no-name black conservative than one who only knows to shoot fireworks to get attention. Yeah, that's that's my thing. Mm-hmm. If if my goal, first of all, my goal here is not to change people's political stances. But if my goal was to like be like, oh, let's talk to someone that has a different political stance than me, it wouldn't be someone like this. No, it would be like going to get like to me that would be the same as uh, me going to get Ann Coulter or Bill O'Reilly to be on the show. I don't want them on my show. Oh no! Like I, I can go find a more reasonable person that disagrees with me, but it isn't going to come out just. Swinging for the fences and trying to be argumentative and insulting, like the whole time. What a lot of people don't realize about that stuff is it's an industry of entertainment. It's not truly just them doing this for, uh, you know, um, because necessarily because they believe it. Part of it is to entertain, so they're gonna go above and beyond sometimes. And I don't want to be a part of the above and beyond part because I like real discourse. I like real conversations. Yes. I don't. I don't want someone to just be like, "How can I get a good sound bite?" Mm-hmm. Or say the most salacious thing possible to get this retweeted and get people angry or whatever. Regardless if I believe it or not. Kyle says, I remember after Obama was reelected, GOP black chick had a breakdown on Twitter over being told to shut the fuck up by people in the GOP. She could not believe her party would disrespect her, which leads me to believe that black folks like her are delusional and lonely. I think if GLP black chick had a decent amount of self-awareness that she would make for a good interview. I doubt that we will ever see any type of long-term growth from her, though. Uh, and KJ Dollar says, if this were Twib, I would more than likely say yes. And even with them, I have reservations. But on the blackout tips, I'm going to pass. While I appreciate Rod and Karen's views, I'm cool on the attention horn of GLP Black Chick would do on the show. And I feel that she would distract the takeaway from the show overall. Yeah, well, interesting opinions, everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, appreciate y'all uh, chiming in on the discussion. Um, and that was episode 695. Episode 696, we had J.L. Clovan on. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was called Unfunny on Unfunny um, Crime. And it was about Kevin Hart and Mike Epps going, having beef. Yeah, um, on social media. And basically the question in the poll was pretty easy. Who is less funny, Mike Epps or Kevin Hart? Karen, who do you think is less funny? Okay, too late. Uh, I'm Mom, sorry. that's hard for me because they. Who do you think is less funny, Mike Epps or Kevin Hart? Mike Epps. All right, that's who won the poll. Seventy-seven percent of people think Mike Epps is less funny than Kevin Hart. So, uh, hopefully, that beef will be over soon and we can all be spared the jokes. I read something that Mike Epps got accused of being uh, physically violent against some woman the other day. So, you know. Trying to beat the jokes into him or something. I don't know what. The, <laughs> I don't know what. What's, the what's going on with that? that? Apparently, it didn't work. Um, we had uh, episode six ninety seven viral parenting, where uh, ironically we talked about the parents on the internet that are doing a lot of this stuff for retweets and all that stuff, and it's kind of weird. Yes, sir. Um, the tickler left a comment. He said, "I think." Because I talked about the man cave, and I don't understand why men need a man cave in their house. Like, mm-hmm. you pay half the rent, it's, <laughs> it's yours, too. Like, why you got to have a secluded spot yeah. where you can go do stuff your or husband, whatever? Your husband don't got a man cave, do he, Maro? I didn't think so, no. The whole house, he makes the payments. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel you on that one. Um, the tickler says, the tickler says, I think the man cave stuff is more about being away from the kids than being away from the wife. Men want a place for their Xbox One and 60 inch TV that will not become overrun with Cheerios and Legos. <laughs> stay, stay childless, y'all. <laughs> As for the parenting photo, Aside from ass whoopings, we had punishment clothes that we brought that were bought on consignment store at consignment stores for the explicit purpose of embarrassment. Damn, oh Lord! Yeah, I remember play clothes, not punishment clothes. That's a new level. <laughs> That's a whole new level. These are ass whooping clothes. Yeah, put on. I never heard of those before. Yeah, put on these. Put on these. Put on these jeans where one leg comes up to the knee and one leg goes down past yeah. your ankle. Instead of take your clothes off, put this shit on. I'm about to whoop your ass. Yeah. Put on these bell bottoms. Have holes in it. But like, mom, I don't like Earth Wind and Fire. Well, you gonna wear them today while I whip your ass to them. Push play. Yeah. Put on these these bell bottoms and this polyester shirt. <laughs> Go outside. As as for Condi. Uh, I heard her speak at an IT security conference two years ago. And she's a great speaker with good life lessons to share. And she actually has some great center-right points that current GOP Congress would be well served to listen to. Because uh, Rice University, no, no, Rutgers University or somebody didn't want her to speak at their graduation. Wait, and she actually stepped down and decided to speak. They were actually protesting. Yeah, well, some people were protesting. It wasn't everybody. No, no, some not people were protesting. Yeah. So she decided not to speak. And I was like, you know, I think that's actually a little disheartening that you wouldn't want someone to speak at your graduation um, because you don't agree with them politically because the opposite, when when it's flipped the opposite way, then everybody wants to get outraged because in Kansas, they didn't want Michelle Obama to speak at a high school graduation. And I was like, fuck those people. You know what I mean? Because that, one, is the first lady of the United States. Two, it's not like she's going to come up and be like, Obamacare, what's up, y'all? Uh, what is it? She's talking to high school students. They could care less about Obamacare. Yeah, well, just, she's not going to do it. Like, they're not going to drop political, like, no. stuff, really. It's going to be vague, and it's going to be Bland. anything they can apply to just go out and make it and accomplish your dreams. Yes. And, you know, if you don't like it that much, don't go to the fucking graduation. No. You don't like, have to go nor your kid. That'd be more than happy to mail you your uh your diploma. Yeah, these are accomplished people even if you disagree with them. So they're gonna tell you how to accomplish whatever, not how to accomplish it the Republican way, but how to accomplish whatever things you want in life. That's what they do at all these graduation speeches. No, personally I just wouldn't go to graduation if it wasn't for if it was up to me. Um They long, they boring. Yeah. Just mail me my diploma. Dante says, maybe it's the inner asshole in me, but I love the haircuts they give these those kids. I can't help but laugh uncontrollable. Hashtag them haircuts, though. Yeah. <laughs> Not them haircuts, though. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I laughed. That's the thing. I, when I saw the picture of the little boy with the haircut and he had that sad face, I was like, that's what you get? Yep, you I don't it. even know what that boy did. That's, it just said trying to act grown. I don't know if whatever he was trying to act cussing grown in school, is. hitting people. I don't Fighting. know. I don't know what he did, but his his daddy was like, "You acting grown? Here is a grown man haircut. You won't be doing that no more." Uh, now, mom, have you heard the Leslie Jones Saturday Night Live skit where uh, she did some jokes about um, how Lupita Nyong'o is like the is beautiful, but she's a six foot tall dark skin uh bigger black woman and she was saying like uh she wishes 
she don't want to be a slave, but she would like to be considered useful in today's society. So if she would wear, like, if, if it was back in the slave days, at least she would be the most coveted slave because she's so big and strong. People would be like, oh, my God, uh, we're going to make sure that you have all the strongest babies. We're going to pay you up with the, the biggest, strongest man. And people got pretty offended because uh, it was on Saturday Night Live. And it was like, uh, you know, she shouldn't be able to make slavery jokes and uh, you know, it's not factually accurate. That's not what happened during slavery. And, uh, I personally, you know, I laughed. I thought it was, uh, kind of a poignant point mm-hmm. about how we define beauty and, you know, mainstream media and stuff. But, um, it was very, you know, divisive. Did you, have you heard about this at all? I have not, but I can YouTube it. Okay. Oh, I can play it for you if you want to, if you want to hear it. it. Yeah, we can play it for you. Yeah. Let me, uh, see if I can find this Leslie Jones, uh, thing. It, uh, I was just wondering because you know in the in the real world I think a lot of people don't even hear about this shit, uh, but, but people get so upset and I'm just like, uh, you know nobody um nobody gonna see this, <laughs> like, like uh, nobody watch Saturday Night Live and nobody gonna sit around arguing it, but people that live on the internet all day. But yep. um, uh, let me see if I can find it on. Uh, it used to be on YouTube. I said didn't play. No, no, no. I was trying to find a YouTube link, but um, okay. I guess we'll just have to use the uh, Hulu, uh, oops, the Hulu link. Oh, with the commercial. Um, yeah, it has a commercial on it. I was trying to avoid that, but uh, looks like that's not going to happen. So, all right, let me uh, see if I can play it this way. Hulu always have to get their money, so I listen to that. Yeah, Hulu, like, yeah. You want this? Uh, here's a commercial. Right. Um, I hear it, Geico. Here at Allstate. Yeah, so give it a second to load. Um, but uh, yeah, it was you know pretty controversial among black people and stuff. All right, just twelve seconds of advertising, and uh, you know make sure you guys go to tweakedaudio.com. Put it code TBGWT. Get all your discounts. Uh, tweakedaudio.com. This week, Nupita Nyong'o was named the most beautiful person in the world by People magazine. Here with her thoughts is our in-house image expert, Leslie Jones. Thank you very much, Colin. Hello, everybody. Uh, I wanted to come out here tonight and congratulate Nupita on winning People's Most Beautiful Person. And I agree that she is very beautiful. But for me, personally, I'm waiting for them to put out the most useful list. You know what I'm saying? Because that's where I'm going to shine. Most useful? That's what I said, you delectable Caucasian. <laughs> Let me ask you a question. If you walked in a club and you saw me and Lapita standing at the bar, who would you pick? Wow. Yeah, I know. You would pick Lapita. Wow. But let me ask you this. If you was in the parking lot <laughs> and three Crips is about to whoop your ass, <laughs> Who you gonna pick then? I would pick you. You're damn right you <laughs> And that's my point. The way we view black beauty has changed. Look at me. See, see, I'm single right now. But back in the slave days, I would have never been single. I'm six feet tall and I'm strong, Colin. Strong! I mean, look at me. I'm a mandingo. You're not saying you'd rather be a slave, right? No, that is not what I'm saying. I do not want to be a slave. Hell, I don't like working for you white people right now, and y'all pay me. I'm 
that back in the slave days, my love life would have been way better. Master would have hooked me up with the best brother on the plantation. And every nine months, I'd be in the corner having a super baby. Every nine months. Every nine months, I'd just be in the corner just popping them out, just Shaq, Kobe, LeBron, Kimbo Slice. That. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying I would be the number one slave draft pick. <laughs> All of the plantations would want me. I'd be on television like LeBron announcing which plantation I was going to go to. I would be like, I'd like to take my talents to South Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> I do believe that there's going to be a lot of opportunities there for me. Now, I can't even get a brother to take me out for a cheap dinner. I mean, damn, can a bitch get a beef bow? Can a bitch get a beef bow? Can a bitch get a beef bow? Alright, so that's a controversial thing. What'd you think about that, Mom? It's funny. Yeah, that's it has some slave elements to it. The biggest and strongest were bread. Mm-hmm. But I mean certain night live. It's twenty fourteen laugh. Right. All right, that's kind of where I came down on yeah. it, um, you know. And it was to me, it was like uh, I don't look at jokes to necessarily be factually accurate, um, and I think people kind of do that when they want to. Like it's like if I don't like what the joke is, then you need to go and like fact check it or something. But if they like the joke, then it's like okay, I can give it leeway. Like it's fine if uh, if that's not the way things really went down or whatever. Um, but um, anyway, I enjoyed the joke. I thought it was very funny, mm-hmm. and I thought it was poignant, and I Me thought too. it said a lot about how people define beauty and whatnot, and who how who gets to quote unquote feel good about how they look and the person they are in 2014, and whose society is like, nope, not valuable. Um, mm-hmm. so were you offended by the Leslie Jones skit? Yes, it was too much. No, it was just fine. Thirteen percent of our audience says it was too much. Eighty-seven percent of our audience said it was fine. So, which is, you know, kind of funny because I think it depends on your audience, you know? Mm-hmm. I'm sure if you polled other podcast audience, you probably get the yeah, exact opposite. Yeah, complete opposite. But we have more of an irreverent type of, of show. So maybe people are like, nothing's wrong with it's funny, you know, model of the show. Comments, HC says, it made me cringe a little bit. But judging by the type of things I find humor in, including this very podcast, covering my face while laughing is just part of the deal. It, I also love people who can make fun of themselves, and that was a big part of her skit. So it was okay with, to me. Prince Laron says, that shit was hilarious. Sometimes certain black people can be unbearable. Why did they want them to hire black people in the first place? Yeah, that was a thing. It was a huge deal about getting black that people on there. Not just black people, specifically black women. To SNL and you can't like it doesn't make sense to me to want black people to get to get hired so that us as a black community can vicariously control them and rein them in. Then that's not really equality and they're not really doing their own work. They're not really being an artist if every skit they need to go. How does this apply to all black people? Then is that equality? Is that is that actual um, believing in them as an artist or is that just you going uh, I want the SNL job, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, did they want SNL to hire black people but not let them discuss any black shit? God forbid a white person find humor in these jokes. I must commend SNL because they are letting them cook. I thought they would scale it back 
after that Black Jeopardy backlash. Yeah, I'm glad. I they enjoyed the Black Jeopardy. Yeah, she went on Twitter and said she's going to go even harder. So I'm looking for more stuff. Me too. Kyle says, I think we as black people have told darker jokes than that before. So what's the deal? You would think that comedians that are family friendly would be more popular by the way some folks react to dark humor. Yes. Yeah, people throw shade at those type of comedians for being safe all the time on the internet. Word. They still be dissing my man Sinbad. He good. I love me some Sinbad. Man, mm-hmm. I wish you would get him on the show. I love Sinbad. It's like clean, as clean cut as you can get, but he is hilarious. Right. They would, but I, I know people are like, oh man, he, that nigga's corny. I'm like, he is hilarious. hilarious. Just can't win. Just can't win sometimes, man. Uh, episode 698, Miss Mona Sinclair. Well, we, uh, talked about a bunch of stuff. This, this dude who's a Republican per- congressman or running for Congress or something in North Carolina, but he used to be a drag queen. He's running on the anti-gay platforms. Mm-hmm. Like, used to run on platforms. Now look at you. <laughs> and with them. Right. Um, so, uh, the comments for the episode, uh, Dr. Abrasive says, Working in customer service, the small, cause I, we had, had some issues with our internet mm-hmm. and I had to talk to customer service people and then technicians fun. came out to the house and they were talking to me yeah, about stuff. Two or three times this week. Yeah. So, uh, he says, working in customer service, the small talk is a big issue with me too. I spend a good part of my day solving customer issues and they'll look at me as if I need to tell them that what I'm doing when the only thing I'm concerned with is giving them what they need so they can go home with what they want. The other day, a lady was trying to tell me about a coupon app on the iPhone while I was trying to fix her discount as I gave a, as if I gave a fuck about her damn app that didn't, <laughs> that didn't give her the right to a discount code. I wanted to tell her if it's such a great app, why am I here to fix the problem? Ain't that the truth? Uh, CL Nicholson says, okay, good lord, you two had me rolling with the trolling of Steve Wiles, aka Miss Mona Sinclair. My only response is in the words of Charlemagne the God and Wendy Williams. How you doing? <laughs> I nearly choked on my coffee in the office laughing at this good grief. Uh, Chef Boyardu says, I can so relate to your experience of having awkward small talk with cable guys. I had Fios installed in my home a while, a while ago by a chatty guy. The installation took about four hours and I live in a very small one bedroom apartment. After about two hours of me feebly trying to avoid him and do activities that don't involve TV or Internet, I struggled up a conversation with him. Biggest mistake ever. He proceeded to tell me that I needed to have children. I don't even remember how we got on this topic. Oh, yes. Poor people. Uh, poor people are poor because they want to be. See, this is why you don't have conversations. Yeah. Because it becomes personal. It becomes to ask you uh, intimate questions. I like, just don't shit know. Shit that don't matter. And why would you think that's something you could talk about that everybody would agree with? Yes. Like, sometimes this happens to me where I'm like, it's like a dude will come tow your car or something. You be in the car and he'd be like, yeah, that goddamn Obamacare. You're like, what is this? <laughs> like, you couldn't have picked the weather or some shit? Like, this is way worse than, like, I hate small talk. I would rather do that. Then you just throw out a flyer on your political beliefs. Like, I don't know if I'm just going to be in some story later where you could be like, I was talking to this black dude the other day and I told him Obamacare ah! sucks. But I was throwing this shit so he agreed with me. Of course. That's the other thing. I'd be afraid to have a real conversation if you, if I'm in, like, if you come to set up my cable and you walk in and you go, you know, uh, I think Michelle Obama looks like a monkey. I'm going to be like, all right, that's cool. Can you set up my cable? Like, I don't want to have this argument and then you leave and now my cable don't work. 
So whatever it takes to and, get you out of my house, I agree. And how do you know that this person wouldn't report it you to your employer? I guarantee you, you signed the same piece of papers that right. everybody else signed, said that you can't do this. Right. How do you know you're not offending somebody? How do you, you don't know this person's political stance or any of this. You're just making assumptions that everybody you run into agrees with you. Just come in your house like, David Duke had a point. I'm like, all right, I guess. Do whatever you want to do. Just don't burn shit for you, yeah. Dave. Um, <laughs> among other things, let's see, I, I vowed never to have small talk again with anyone coming into my home to do any work. Well, I moved in with my mother recently and we had to have someone over to upgrade our security system. While I stuck to my no small talk policy, my mom kept blabbing to the saleswoman who, at the end of the transaction, gave her cell phone number and told me to call if I wanted to pray with her. Oh, Lord, we took that to a whole nother level, didn't we? Man, like, I'm looking at y'all cable. Y'all need Jesus. <laughs> I see XXXX and XXXHM. What's, what's going on with these, all these X's? So much security up in here. We're going to need to... Uh, I mean to pray for y'all Yeah the Lord is the best security To have on your home Again not even sure how that came up But in both cases they were pe- these people were black So I think you're right Rod Black service people see other black service people And let their guard all the way down For the record I didn't say anything about black service people That These people in my house was white He was like I, my, my man got a band Remember I told you he was white When he was like yes. what's up uh, sir He was like uh, he tried to fix it so like you just saw a black person. He's like, "What's up, home skillet or whatever?" <laughs> oh boy, this is my chance to use my black slang. <laughs> Did I learn? Yeah, it wasn't a brother. Um, uh, would you have confronted the? Oh, that was a dude who was jerking off on the SEPTA, uh, which is uh, public transportation in uh, Philadelphia. Delphia. And this lady recorded him uh, on her video camera and was talking to him. And he was like masturbating, while, like he had his penis out of his pants and everything. Yeah, she had it got, all on tape. And got mad at her because she was recording him. Yeah, he flipped it on her. It was like, why you didn't tell me? Um, she so, was like, why I got to tell you to put your dick away <laughs> in a public forum? Damn. And people walking past him and stuff. Mm-hmm. So he a said, black lady almost, though. She was like, let me, let me, get my baby, get my baby. I'm about to go off. Yeah. <sighs> I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have tried to fight him. No, I'm not going to lie. I, I would have. Like, either tried to move or ignored it, because not putting your penis hands on me. <laughs> Everybody was so brave, because they saw the camera. I was like, if he would have started hitting me, I would be like, man, what are you doing? <laughs> um, I don't know where your penis been. Get them hands off me. I think some of y'all ain't never been in a fight. You hit somebody, they try to hit you back, and then they got <laughs> dick hands all on you. <laughs> dick juice. No. No. Um, uh, so the pole, you be trying to run and wash your face right now. Yeah, it's a, you're on a bus. You can't even wash off. Yeah. Oh, I got chlamydia in my eye. Ah, you don't know what he got on his penis. Would you have confronted the septum masturbator if you sat next to him? Yes, I'd have to say something. 30% of my audience would have said something to him. 2% said, no, I'd ignored it. Um, I'm probably in that 2%. Or uh, 68% said, I'd get up and move. So I'd probably be in one of those two groups. Okay, but... <clears throat> Did anyone get off the bus? He got off the bus eventually. Eventually? Yeah, yes. Because he, well, I'll play the video, but he, like, was, like, looking at her, like, why oh, are you goodness. bothering me uh, about me jerking off? You know? Mm. And she was like, come on, dog. You gotta, you gotta mm. stop. And uh, he was like, uh, you know, you, uh, you know, you tripping right now. Um, and uh, he got very uh, 
Wait, why does this one not have the video on it? Okay, let me That's find it. the wrong way. Let me go find a video. Hold on. Uh, where's video at on here? Video. All right. Is that video not an option? Uh, it's just moving slow. Uh, there we go, videos. But um, these aren't the right videos. Oh, here we go. Yeah, so he he, but he was looking at her like, "What's the problem?" Not the other way around. So that would have been when I got up and moved. Like once I say so. Excuse me, sir. Yeah, this is on video, right? You can see it this way, mom. This is on video. You really want to keep doing that? His face. His is priceless. priceless. His face made the video. <laughs> He was looking I, like, bitch, if you don't get out of my business. Yes, I think people need to see the video to really understand how hilarious, because he really looked at her like, you is bothering me. He was like, what is wrong with you? Can't why, you see I'm jack- masturbating? I'm jacking out. Why did you come over here? He's touching himself and exposing himself. So she started to tell on, people, tell on him to other people on the bus, which nobody likes to tell. Video on my phone. Do you see how many people are on this bus? Yeah. Do you see a child behind you? Yeah. You are disgusting. Yeah, you can hear the lady with the child yeah. say, I'm about to, to go, go off. off. Mm-hmm. Jay. Jay. She told somebody, hold her baby. She was about to go in. <laughs> yeah, I'm about to go off. So he turned around to the lady who's about to beat him up and said, Who you talking to? Like he's still he's still keep in mind, penis still out. Yeah, he ain't put it up yet. Yeah. So now he turned to the camera lady and said, Are you serious right now? Like she wrong. Like what's wrong with you? Yes, I am. Like, I'm standing here, I'm standing here the whole time. Like, why wouldn't you just say something? Like, excuse me, get out of my way and move or something like that? I did. I- so, he said, I'm standing here the whole time. You see me masturbating. Why are you just now saying something? This is your fault. Should have been said something. I said, can you, like, as soon as you pulled it out. You did. Oh, my God. You didn't say Does someone need to tell you not you to touch yourself you in public when at first? Right. She being unreasonable. You sound like Donald Sterling. Oh my goodness. Okay. okay. No, I don't want no juice. Okay. Does someone actually need to tell you that? Do you not know that? Are you kidding me? So the bus driver came and was like, come on, man. You gotta get off the bus. You need to get off that bus now. Still never saw him put his penis away with a record. So. Um, but that's the video that everybody's talking about. Um, so, uh, like I said, I probably wouldn't have said anything. I might have tried to find another seat, but I would have just hoped it was get be over with soon. Yeah, and it was. <laughs> oh Lord, and it would surprise me if it, this is something he do all the time. Maybe uh, Prince Laurent says saying something to him is the only real choice. He was in the outside seat, so you had to cross in the move. The tone used is debatable, but I would have said something. Yeah, I, I don't think uh, 
yeah, I don't even think I would have uh, said anything because I'll be like, yeah, I don't want to move. You might get some of that dick juice on me. No. <laughs> I definitely don't want to upset him. No. Or Boris says, bro, I lived in filthy Delphia for seven years, and trust me, it's like being in the Thunderdome. Some of the craziest, most gun-toting, whooping and ass for no reason is niggas on the planet. And if you like that, if you like that bus jerker vid, check out the one where the lady calls up a squad with AK-47s <gasps> to shoot up the bus because the lady told her not to spank her own baby. Nah, they don't play down in Philly. So apparently they don't play in Philly, I guess. Um, that's, that's pretty crazy. Um... All right, uh, six ninety nine was uh, the the last week, the last episode of the week <coughs> was when we did our recap of Game of Thrones with Patrice. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had to move it to Wednesday because um, it was you know the internet issues, but it was called uh, Goodbye Cat Craster's Rapatorium because uh, they finally burned that shit down to the ground, so mm-hmm. no more sexual assault uh, on the show in that episode. Um, uh, Marlena writes in in regards to the whole Leslie Jones uh, oh yeah because we talked you know we talked about Leslie Jones again because there was a whole mm-hmm. lot of backlash and people were writing the think pieces and stuff in regard- and she responded too and she responded yep in regards to the whole Leslie Jones I love the skit personally I was more offended by the reaction from other black women online than I was by Leslie Jones what Leslie Jones was saying it was a damn shame to see so many individuals choose to not only be so disrespectful to Leslie Jones as a person, but also seek to silence her under the guise of being helpful and trying to educate. Yes, which really, really upset me because they were calling her monkey. They were calling her all kinds of derogatory names. And it's one of those things where don't you realize all of us black and the people who think that, who think, but like this, if it was somebody white calling her monkey, you would get upset at them. So mm-hmm. what make you think calling her monkey is any better? In fact, it's actually more insulting because you're both the same race. So most likely the person who thinks that about her thinks that about both of y'all. Right. And the contention that I saw mostly was from people that were saying that, well, historically, uh, breeding is basically rape. So if you force somebody to breed, then you're you're making a joke about rape, which in her joke, she was saying well, I will be matched up with the best person on the plantation who I want to be with, so it would not be right for me. Like, I personally would love for the biggest, bestest, strongest dude to be matched up with me. And that was a very dark place to find humor, but mm-hmm. it's still a joke. So I think people just were like, fuck that, you made this joke, and I went to school for history, so I, I, I'm going to be mad, you know? Uh, she says, I saw, and then, you know, anytime you pull out the degrees on somebody, it's always kind of like, okay, so I guess we all need a PhD in African American studies for us to understand the joke that, you know, because yeah. normally the thing that's funny to me is like normally the, the end result of whatever these people that, you know, have an issue with the joke is, is that you really can't make that joke. And mm-hmm. that's, that's really what, like, they don't want to come out and just blatantly say it, but it's like. It's not historically accurate. It was like, okay, so how would you do it? Well, I wouldn't make a joke. Well, then you right. don't count. So, which is why we're not listening to you on mm-hmm. Saturday Night Live. Like, I, I listen to you in a classroom, but if I want to see somebody make a joke on Saturday Night Live, I'm not going to come to you, you know? I saw some of the most patronizing and condescending tweets and think pieces come from black women who have made them a name of themselves talking about the very things that Leslie Jones made a joke about. 
It's also very toxic, and I'm done with all the internet activists and social commentators. Thanks for covering the story. I didn't know that she was she has been telling this joke for ten years. Yeah, she's been telling it in black rooms so people ain't have a problem with it. Yep. <laughs> That's all that matters. Say that shit for yep. white people. If yep. you, you been, out of nowhere. Yeah, you've been saying them jokes to them niggas for years. Let them laugh over there. But how dare you come on this platform yeah. with these white folks and tell this joke? Get out of here with that. Like, shh, white folks gonna hear you mess coming. It don't it's matter. Just a joke, man. Stop worrying about these white folks all the time, man. Um, did feminism fail Monica Lewinsky? That's right, y'all. Monica Lewinsky is back. The poll for the show was did feminism fail her? Because she said feminism failed me in 1998. And I was like, you suck the most famous dick ever. Sorry, not even feminism in 2014 can save you from that one. It's going to be a big, people are going to talk about you. Uh, if you cheat on, if you help the president cheat. If a woman, if I love President Obama and Michelle Obama, if a woman got caught cheating right now with the president, she will become the one of the most famous people on the planet. Of course. It's just the way it is. And not everybody is so progressive that they'll be like, well, you know, guys, it's really, what is marriage anyway? It's just a theoretical constraint. That people are going to be like, she's like the president's dick, the end. Like, it's just not going, everybody's not that forward thinking. So, um, you know, but she tried to put it as like feminism failed her and, uh, nobody had her back, which, you know, it's kind of a lie, but whatever, you know, I, I just think it was too big for people to contain. Um, and honestly, man, I was having this discussion on my Facebook with, um, uh, with this girl, with Liz, this lady Liz, and she was like, um, saying that, well, he got to go on with his career and she didn't really get to go on with hers. But I was like, cause he was already accomplished. He was president. Now they still tried to impeach him. Nobody, nobody remember that? Like he had to beat that impeachment. <laughs> like, and he was about to get impeached over lying over having an affair, which is, so crazy to me that you can impeach a president over that compared to like, you know, war crimes. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, you sent us to war with Iraq on bad information. Yeah, but you fingered that girl in your in the over office. Oh, well, that's the same. Uh, but they was about to get rid of him over that. So people don't care about soldiers dying. And then I was like, also, he was so accomplished at that point. How do you stop his career? You know what I mean? It's not like you're stopped. Like, if he would have been on the come up, you might be able to stop someone's career like that. But if you're already at the peak, the precipice of what a career is, everything you do from that point on is to step down anyway, because nothing is as big as president. But you're not going to be able to stop his career. And it's not like people just stop talking about Bill Clinton's philandering ways. That's a running joke now. Yes, it is. You know, like, how many skits are you going to see about Hillary Clinton that have a joke as... Look at her husband in the background trying to cheat. That's a thing. You know, uh, Bill Maher interviewed Bill Clinton about something else. Didn't he have shit to do with the affair? And the first question is the Monica Lewinsky stuff. Like, it, that's, his, that's his scarlet letter, too. It's America. It's a puritanical society. Everybody's wearing the scarlet letter involved in that situation um, for just the fact that he that they were even involved in cheating because we do get very hypocritical and moralistic when it comes to stuff like this. Um, anyway, so I don't think feminism failed her more than I don't think what she did is possible to save, you know. And then by, by also by the other, other hand, she was like 20-something when this happened. So she hadn't done anything. 
No, she hadn't accomplished anything. So it so it was much easier for her life to be derailed because the situation was way bigger than her life. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like for him, the situation actually wasn't bigger than being president. Nope. It was close, which says a lot about sex scandals. It was that it was that close to derailing his entire presidency. I mean, but it wasn't enough. You know, she didn't have Olivia Pope. She needed to call Liv. Olivia Pope. Olivia would have got out of that. That was one of problem. course. Or Olivia might have set her up like she did that other woman uh, when she got accused of cheating with the president. And then she came out with that book. Anyway, <clears throat> did feminism fail Monica Lewinsky? Yes, they failed to protect her from slut shaming in 1998. 17% of people believe that. And 83% of, <clears throat> 83% of people said no. No one can protect someone in a situation that big. Prince Lamar said there was nothing that could have saved her from that mess. She could have saved herself by washing that dress. <laughs> yeah, not telling everybody. That's the other thing I didn't understand. She's like, feminism uh, got me. And I'm like, that? And then you told Linda Tripp and you saved the dress. Like You, you trying, didn't have to do none of that. Yeah, like you you got hemmed up on some other shit. It wasn't like Bill Clinton was like, Ha ha, I'm outing you. Bill Clinton was trying to keep his penis being sucked as long as he could. Come on now. That was that was completely different. Why can't Kim Kardashian Kardashian be easily wait, why can't Kim Kardashian be easily dismissed, but Monica is owed some type of respect? Because people don't like Kim Kardashian <laughs> pretty yep. much. Yep. She, and she's not a white woman. Nope. I still was like, you know who gotta be the maddest at Monica Whiskey talking about feminism fail her? Anita Hill. Because Anita Hill ain't do shit wrong. <laughs> She's just black. She got sexually harassed, and people was like, I don't care. You black, mm-hmm. and we can't make nothing out of this, so good night. Um, we had some nominations for Funniest Moment on the show and Best Impression for the 2014 Tibbies. Uh, Natasha P. says, Funniest Moment, episode 696, at the 1 hour, 18 minute, and 11 second mark, where Karen asked if BBC stands for Big Colored Cocks. <laughs> Legendary tank, legendary. I had a I had a coffin fit. I laughed so hard. Yep, is, those initials do not make sense. No, they don't. Apparently, your hood lawyer says best impression: Rod, Justin, and Rod doing Donald Sterling and V. Stiviano on Balls D Sports episode. Uh, one hour and forty five minute mark. Um, I'm assuming that's the latest episode. She mm-hmm. didn't put the episode number. I'll I'll try to fix that later. Best impression, Rod as Miss Mona Sinclair, uh, slash Steve Wiles, episode 698, the one hour and 11 minute mark, uh, by Chef Boy Ardu says that. And, uh, that was, I think that was when we played all those gay songs and mm-hmm. did his, uh, press conference apologizing to, uh, like, I'm coming out and shit like that. Uh, we had a couple of voicemails. I will play those, uh, for everybody. We can. Here, of course, the voicemail number is 704-557-0186. But let me take this intermission and see if we have any more questions mm-hmm. real quick. What is the best gift that Rod gave you for Mother's Day, says Jared? Growing up to be a respectable young man. That's, there you go. that's a great gift. All right, cool, because we don't really do a lot of Mother's Day gifts. We don't just go out and eat Chinese. And, yeah, we're not big on gifts, just getting yeah. together and... Being with family and mm-hmm. just talking. Uh, so here's here are the phone voice messages. Hey, Rod and Karen, this is Anime Sparks. are calling in from Virginia, and I just had to say, man, 
I just saw that Amazing Spider-Man 2 on Sunday. Nigga. <laughs> Where's that for? Movie review. Like, I know it's coming. Yeah, I know it probably by the time y'all get to this on Saturday, it's probably already going to be out. But I just cannot contain myself. Like, it was so good. And, and at certain points, I was just, I was holding myself and and and, and tears were coming out. And I just, I need, I need it. I need it in my life. I crave it. I love it like a fat kid loves cake. I need it like a, like a crackhead fiend for that glass dick. I just, I just need it. I need this for a movie review. I just need it. I need it all. And all the people that gave this negative reviews, I don't even see how that's possible, but the people that gave the negative reviews, uh, they can die. I mean, oh they can have their opinion and stuff, but I wouldn't be mad if at some point in the near future they all like spontaneously and simultaneously um, caught on fire while <laughs> simultaneously um, chugging bleach. <laughs> but yeah, that's all I want to say. Hope y'all having a, um, gonna have a good week and everything. Looking forward to all the shows that's coming. And I'll see you on the chat room. Peace. Peace. Thanks, Anime Sparkster. Um, That's Spider-Man too good. Yeah, we enjoyed it. Uh, and I'll tell you, Rotten Tomatoes, three out of every four people who went to see the film as fans, just regular moviegoers enjoyed it. Two out of every four that went to see it as critics enjoyed it. So, you know, it's one of those times where you really got to ignore what critics are talking about. Because uh, there's a lot of political agendas involved. There's a lot yeah, of people that didn't even want to see this series of Spider-Man get made because it was so soon after the last one. And people that worship Sam Raimi. And, and it's not going to win an Oscar, so they don't care. Yeah, they can, and this is one of those movies that you can comfortably be negative about, overly negative about. Um, and as a critic, you'll still be respected as opposed, as long as you like the same independent films everybody else does at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, next voicemail. Hey, Rod and Jared, it's Howard. Uh, I didn't get to mention this last week, but uh, Karen, when she made that uh, Order 66 reference about all the side chains, brah fucking bow. That was... Uh-oh. I did not do that. That cut off on his own. So it, everybody it, listening it did. at home. Yeah, we, we didn't do that to Howard. Howard yeah. mm-hmm. His phone disconnected, but yeah. uh, Karen did make a joke about... Uh, Side chicks, uh, because <laughs> uh, Donald Sterling, um, uh, because of after Donald Sterling got caught up, uh, Karen was saying the other NBA owners and stuff might have to get rid of all their women. And Order 66 in Star Wars is where they decide to kill all the Jedi by betraying them at the same time. So they put out a call and they killed all the Jedi before they knew what was up. So, all right, last voicemail. <clears throat> Hey, Rod and Karen, it's Erica from Cleveland. Um, I'm on my way to my podcast job, and I just thought I'd call you guys and let you know that your show is what gets me through this podcast job. Um, <laughs> I just enjoy it so much. I've listened every day since I found it in August, and I'm just, you know, grateful for you guys as an outlet. I think you are a dynamic duo. And for me, it kind of like restores my faith because maybe my, maybe I'm the Karen to somebody's ride out there. You know, maybe mm-hmm. I'll find my, you know, my partner in crime and we can have as good a time as you guys seem to have. So again, I just want to say hey and keep the good shows coming and 
one day when I'm not so broke, I'll be a premium subscriber. But until then, I'm just going to regularly donate. Uh-huh. All right, guys. Keep it coming. Thank you, Erica. Thank you, sweetie. We appreciate it. And uh, yep. I feel like there's somebody out there for just about everybody. Um, you just have to, you know, match up the right amount of crazy with they crazy and be patient and all that uh, stuff. Clear, Claire, because, yeah, <laughs> Roddy, Roddy, Roddy's my partner in crime. And uh, a lot of, one thing I can say is that me and Roger like a lot of the same stuff. I tell Roger all the time, his daddy has told us this. Me and Roger to his daddy are like two adults who are reasonable and pay their bills but children because his daddy don't understand things like the video games and like the uh, entertainment systems and going to the movies his dad think everything gonna put a virus on everything that's why he ain't got no hgtv that's gonna virus you be like come on old man come on the cable ain't gonna put no virus in it that that, that don't make sense we had some email comments don writes in great greetings rod and karen oh wait Condoleezza Rice withdraws from Rutgers commencement. Don writes in. Greeting, Rod and Karen. Rod and Karen. I encountered your podcast for the first time last year, and I put when I put black podcast in the search engine. I've been a regular listener ever since. Thank you for your hard work. I enjoy the podcast so much. You know, that's when the butt coming. Uh oh. But I love y'all. Y'all are the best thing ever since Nutella. Uh, the greatest. <laughs> I uh, y'all the Martin Luther King and and, and 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 Condoleezza Rice, a podcaster? No. Um, but right. I disagree with y'all. However, said that like Stephen A. Smith. However, <laughs> did you scream it? It made me uncomfortable to hear you criticize Rutgers students and f- faculty who pro- protested the invitation of Condoleezza Rice to address the, the gra- graduating class. I regard Rice and all the top-level top members of the Bush Two administration as war criminals who led this country into war based on lies <clears throat> and have never been held accountable for all the death and destruction they unnecessarily caused. Rice, as the security advisor at the time, missed the briefing entitled Bin Laden Determined to Strike in the U.S. weeks prior to September 11. Well, look, man, play as fuck up. All right? You ain't never missed a meeting at work. You ain't never been late. You never had nothing. You're like, have. you know, damn, I wish I looked at that TPS for a little more seriously. I didn't pay the email no attention. You know, also, man, honestly, they didn't go to prison. It's over. It's nothing you can do about it. And so if she want to come, get, if they want to pay her to give a speech and tell people to try hard and achieve. Matter of fact, um, I actually would prefer. Now, you have convinced me. I would prefer her to give me a, the graduation speech. Mm-hmm. I don't think she shouldn't have backed down. How many black people do you know that can get away with war crimes? <laughs> Please tell me how. I would love for her to give me the motivation to be able to get away with some shit on that level where I can just be a war criminal and still walk the planet and nobody can say nothing to me about it. Like that, that's a level of, uh, that is a level of like competence that I'm, I'm, I'm unfamiliar with. I know dudes that can't get off of like one warrant. So <laughs> that shit fought them for the rest of their lives. Man, that's amazing. Uh, all those of us who reject the incompetence and criminality of the Bush administration, uh, all we can do is protest at their public appearances. That's on the, that's the only accountability is the Bush crew will ever face. I just had to get that off my chest. Thanks. Well, I understand, Don. I understand too, but this is, this is the question I have. Uh, when it comes to the graduation, nobody cares. And that, that's what people fail to realize. And political stance has nothing to do with the speeches they're going to give. These speeches are very generic. Right. These speeches had talk. It, I don't care 
who they are, what their background from, or what their background is, a lot of times it's going to be be good, be smart, you can do it, save right. your money, invest, listen to your parents. The world out here is hard. It's going to be very super duper. They might give personal. Um, I mean, it's not like she's going to get up there and go, look to your left, look to your right. One of y'all going to be a war criminal. That's not happening. Right. Um, and more importantly, this and this is the part that, and this is one of the reasons I don't like doing, uh, I don't want to do a political show. Because um, people get so biased and they get in their small circles and their bubbles and they refuse to even listen to what, the point that I made wasn't that she was right. Mm-mm. It wasn't that it was okay. It wasn't that uh you shouldn't think she's a war criminal or any of this shit my point was one your protest ain't gonna do shit honestly she's not gonna go to jail nope. but um the more important thing that i want people to realize people do this shit to the obamas now yes and they are like in the, the same tools of like p- there are people who think uh, Obamacare is an unreasonable tax and he's a dictator. Now, if those people came to your face, you go, you're crazy. Well, those are the same people who are protesting Michelle Obama coming to do, talk to a high school. Yeah, they're not going to be reasonable like you. Yeah, well, no, this person's not being reasonable. They're like, fuck her. She can't go speak. That's not reasonable. Oh, I'm okay, saying there's, okay. there's unreasonable on both sides. And to me, I, while I don't think it's exactly equal, I think it's still the same tools that they use. Yes, it is. The same tools that you would like to use to, quote, unquote, get back at Condoleezza Rice. People are using to, quote, unquote, get back at President Obama right now. Now, that's true. And I laugh at those people because I think that shit is stupid as well. Like, I'm like, I do, too. I think, like, why are you protesting? It doesn't matter. Right. And they, But there's people that are like, well, what about the drone strikes with President Obama? He's a war criminal. The drones ain't coming giving a speech. What are we talking about but here? Because, well, because he people are, um, agree with some of his political stances or he's a Democrat or you're a liberal, then all of a sudden it's like, well, I wouldn't protest the President Obama. I mean, that's crazy. Well, some people don't think that's crazy. That's true. Too, they think now. that is just as fucking reasonable as uh, as Condoleezza Rice can't come talk to us because because of whatever. There's people that think President Obama can't come talk to you because they got drones. I'm just I I just think I don't know slippery slope. Bo- I yeah, guess both are to the extreme. Don't protest them. Who cares? Who cares? Yeah, you're gonna come. They're gonna give a 30 minute to an hour speech. You're gonna get your diplomas. And my thing is this: people care because they know these people political beliefs because they know what party associated with you know how many speeches are given across the country by people who don't nobody know they're not as famous who might believe the same thing Condoleezza Rice believe who might believe the same thing President Obama believe who might believe the same James W. Bush believe but you don't know so you don't care so at the end of the day it does not matter you're just upset because you know but if you didn't know these protests wouldn't happen it's George W. Bush though not James W. Bush oh my bad um but uh, the, uh, and then you know, but I just, and then the last thing was, this is juxtaposed with the fact that people are inviting Snooky from Jersey Shore to Some do speeches. The They're inviting Little B, the rapper, to give speeches. Like it ain't exactly like these speeches are the most sacred fucking things on the planet. Yeah, and I'll just say, I'm, yeah, and then now since you mentioned that, you making me think you invite stupid motherfuckers to give speeches. But yet, somebody has accomplished something. Somebody that that's world renowned and world known. Everybody want to protest, but I didn't see nobody protesting outside. Talking about we don't want Snooky up here, right? Uh, doing this shit. I'm surprised they ain't got nobody from Love and Hip Hop ATL doing a speech right. sometime soon. They're probably up on the list. Well, Mimi Foss is giving a damn speech. speech. <laughs> uh, Jocelyn giving a speech. Come but, on now. But, but you know what? Shout out to Mimi Foss. Happy Mother's Day to all the mothers that go out there and have sex on camera to. 
take care of their kids, man. You gotta, gotta make them sacrifices, man. Um, what's up, sir? Says Terry. Hey, Rod and Karen. I'm listening to the show from Tuesday. I see AT&T is still giving you issues. Is Comcast available in your area? No. no. Mm-hmm. I have it down here in Fort Lauderdale. So a lot of their speeds are so much faster than AT&T. Well, it wasn't a speed issue. Um, uh, but I get speeds above 100 Mbps. Wow, we we don't get that though. Nah, Google coming soon. I'm gonna check them out as soon as we can get them. Verizon FiOS also has high speed internet, even faster than Comcast. Just wanted to pass that along in case you weren't aware. Going back to listen to the rest of the podcast. Peace, love y'all. Thanks, Terry. Thank you. JB says, "Oh, Jay Jay writes in a possible white man show. Um, it's se- sexy praise dancing. Uh, a video on YouTube." I have no idea how long this is or what it's really about. Oh, it's four minutes. What's up, y'all? It's your boy Kev on stage. And you guys have been sending me this video like crazy over the I life. don't care about your introduction. Just play the damn oh sexy praise music. Uh, here we go. This girl don't have no bra. This girl in the blue cannot have no bra on. Look at... I think I just... Oops. Uh, you know what? Uh, it's, it's a video... Uh, we'll, I had to watch it later with Karen, and I don't know if we could play it on the show. Um, John Dow writes in, nigga ain't shit. <laughs> That's the name of the email. Uh, yeah, nigga ain't shit. So I don't know if uh, that's one nigga that is not shit or if he meant the plural or, or what exactly, but... Um, he says, nigga ain't shit. Uh, what up, TBGWT? Once again, wonderful show. My name is Miss Mona Sinclair. <laughs> The article you read about Rick Scott, the governor of Florida, was funny. It's funny how Republicans can try to change the name Obamacare to Affordable Care Act since it's working. Yeah, they did mm-hmm. switch that back real fast. Oh, no more Obamacare. Yeah, it's like, yeah, the damn Obamacare, we need to stop it. And them seniors was like, actually, I like it. I mean, Affordable Care Act yeah, is, uh, yeah, has uh, nothing to do with Obama. Vote for us. Yeah, Mara, we read an article about how one of the dudes went to the senior citizens. Rick that, Scott. Rick Scott went to the senior citizen in Florida and was like, uh, this Obamacare. Them people's like, um, I don't got no problem with Obamacare. I'm doing good. And he, he couldn't find nobody. <laughs> uh, I love the SNL episode last week. It was really funny. It's crazy how niggas was complaining about Saturday Night Live not having any black writers. No, they have a black, now they have a black female writer. They complaining about that niggas can't have shit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> perhaps the SNL skit. It was not meant for everyone. I find Joan Rivers funny sometimes, but she continues to make controversy and money. Yes, she does. And she insults her own ethnicity and others, and I don't hear any crackers complaining. But I, don't, I mean, people going to... It's comedy. People going to complain. Yep. It's just part for the course. Like, in a way, it confirms that, to me, that Leslie Jones is doing provocative good work because people were mad. I think... Sometimes I think good comedy makes people mad. You know, it's... Oh, Eddie Murphy needs to stop cussing. It's Richard Pryor stop saying nigga so much. It's, you know, like I, I feel like sometimes the provocative stuff is the stuff that you know hits the pulse of America. Um, coming on, come on, my black people, stop being so sensitive. We need to put our outrage energy into something like our failing school system. Dame, uh, same wait, same motherfuckers always complaining. Just change the channel. Love the show, guys. Mm-hmm. Thanks, John Dow. Thank you, sweetie. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Um, best podcast ever. Hi guys. Been listening for three years. Found out about it from following Larry and on Twitter. Shout out to Larry Hollywood. Shout out to Larry. Was listening to episode 698 and was appalled that you didn't mention how the bus jerker busted a nut all over the woman's filming seat, seat five seconds into the video. No, he didn't. What, what oh. video did you watch? 
No, this is before she started filming. There's no video of any sperm in what? What? Are you watching like a porno or something? What is this? <laughs> that was we all just watched this video together. I didn't. I've seen it like five hundred times. I didn't see any sperm. Love the show. Keep up such. Keep it up. Such a well on machine. Well on machine, baby. Uh-oh. Thank you. Thank you. Sherry writes in. Uh, natural hair for white girls thought catalog. Please tell me what you think about this. It's clearly satire, but it has some black women going off. Um, I've, I watched, um, Pia Glenn, uh, Blackwood getting update. She kind of mm-hmm. took down this guy. Um, I guess his name's like Nick Mullen or something. And he writes as Nicole Mullen. And it's all like a bunch of racial humor and, you know, that ironic hipster racism that a lot of people do, you know, where it's like, I'm saying something racist, but, um, you know, in a funny way, it's not because I'm really racist. I just happen to only make racist jokes and stuff all the time. But uh, it was this long blog about how um, a white girl tried to do the same things that black women do with her hair and it messed up her hair because she tried to go natural or whatever and get the curly hair. And <laughs> it don't make sense. You had to go like she had to process her hair to look like a black woman's natural hair. That's the thing. Yeah. Um, so, but, um, you know, honestly, man, I, I like Pia has more history with this person. I saw it. I wasn't offended. Uh, um, you know, I, I actually, but I also did not take the time to go into his catalog um, or give them much attention. I, you know, what, whatever. Like some people want to do offensive humor and you know, when you do this shit, some people aren't going to like it, True. you know? Um, so, so dude just got called out or whatever. We'll see what happens from that. I don't know if he's super famous or headed in the right direction or going to be anything, you know? Um, I know people have problems with like the Daniel Tosh making jokes about race and I don't. So I might just not be the right person to ask, but True. yeah, it's not offensive to me. Um, and but at the same time, this is the most familiar I've ever been with his work. I don't know. I'm not gonna go follow this dude. I don't think. Is not that important to me? Yeah, it just it just it's more that yeah, it's more that it doesn't matter to me. And if people want to come for his head, then he's just gonna have to deal with it. You know, you keep making certain jokes about certain subjects, eventually people are gonna come for your head. Um, Outrage fever by Emil. He says. Uh, Hello, my God in Earth. <laughs> oh, Lord. It's, it's five percenter. I, too, was shocked and outraged at Leslie Jones' display on SNL, not because of the content, but because I discontinued setting my DVR to record Saturday Night Live years ago, and now these two ladies are making the show funny. Now I'm missing all the funny. People that are mad need to brush up on their comedy history. That thing that made The thing that made Richard Fryer funny was the pain of his experiences laid bare for white audiences. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Uh, Man, I, I don't. Man, people I like people can't I'm at relate. This, I'm at this point now where I feel like if there was a new Richard Pryor in 2014, he never make it. People would just be no. Nah, I, I mean, they make it. I don't. I think talent is talent, but That's people true. would be so mad. You know what I mean? Like the the thing is, these talent is talent. People like none of these people writing this shit is going to derail anybody's career. True. They're just going to be mad whereas this person continues to be. Because at the end of the day, the core of hum- of human beings are going to be like, I find this funny, the end. They're not going to do all this like, let me go write a blog post about it and share it on Facebook and Pinterest and Twitter. Like most people are just going to be like, I thought it was funny, turn the TV off, you know? Um, anyway, uh, but yeah, that was the brilliance of Richard Pryor was that some of this shit was really uncomfortable to talk about. And he found a way 
to navigate that, you know, that stuff, man. I remember him talking about um, after he OD'd and caught on fire mm-hmm. and, like, telling that story on stage. And you just sit up there like, how could anybody tell that? Like, you know what I mean? Most people would be like, I'm not, I know what I'm not talking about is that, you know? And he was like, why not? Because everybody want to know anyways. I mean, I was joking. Yeah. So it's like, I might as well tell it so people quit asking me. Yep. Miss Jones is following in the same tradition. The biggest mistake she made, though, was being a woman and not looking like what America with three K's. Yeah, I said it. Considers beautiful. <laughs> Crazy motherfuckers in Nigeria kidnapping and selling young girls. People had a heart to be outraged over this shit. People need to let this lady cook. I know. So. Yeah. Well, you know, people can be mad about two things at the same time and they dedicated both of them. I do like that once the. Uh, bring our girls home, caught on. People did lay off of Leslie because, I mean. Because the day is not know, that important. I guess it puts shit into perspective. It was a slow week. It was a slow week. She did some race comedy. So, um, Donald Sterling, I think some people won't ever be satisfied with Silver's measures, uh, the commissioner of the NBA, even though he kicked him out of the league, tried to sell his team. Mm-hmm. He could have gotten Ramsey Snow to have Sterling flayed on the X cross, had his member removed and broken him like Theon, and people would still be complaining that it wasn't enough. True. By the way, do you think it's wrong that I use my V Stiviano voice when I ask my four year old if she wants some juice? <laughs> a little more juice. Would you like some juice, little girl? Would you like some juice? Want some juice, honey? Honey, baby, you want some juice? Finally on my outrage list is the boondocks. A couple weeks ago, you had made mention that some folks are complaining about the new series. I have one complaint. The Canadian Network, a cartoon net, the Canadian version of Cartoon Network, Teletoon. Teletoon? (laughs) (laughs) What a name. Canada is so adorable. I want to see what's on the Teletoon. Uh, Used to broadcast all the adult swim content. That is no longer the case since Cartoon Network launched a Canadian channel. And my cable provider does not carry it, so I cannot get boondocks until it hits Netflix. With respect to the complaints, though, people must not remember the previous three seasons, while very funny on a whole, was uneven in spots. Yeah, I, I think so, too. Also, Aaron Magruder has a subtle homophobic undercurrent as well. Um, Let me just say this. I don't know that it's a homophobic undercurrent as much as the character of Riley is very homophobic. So it's kind of hard to separate. Is that the artist saying, these are my views? Because uh, while... Uh, Riley has those uh, those views. What care? Oh, Huey, like Huey doesn't have those views. So you know, I like some of the plot lines involving um, whichever one, Riley, whichever one's the the bad one. Um, which Riley will be more like apt to be like, this is gay. That thing is gay. Uh, are you gay? Uh, ew, this is you know where well you don't necessarily see that in every character on the show. So I wouldn't necessarily say it's Aaron Magruder as it could be him just writing that character that way. Even the story with like the rappers dressing up in purses and dresses and shit, which kind of turned out to be a bit uh, foretelling. Um, even those stories, uh, you basically had um, those are those are uh, Riley stories, you know, so I don't want to say that dude is homophobic necessarily. Um, but, um, you know, and then also like. I don't think it's homophobic to make a joke about gay people unless you put in there basically trying to say like being gay is bad. Gay people are bad. Then all of a sudden it's like, okay, this, you know, that's different. But if you're just saying like, you know, this is funny, like the Tyler Perry's one was funny. And a lot of those jokes were about the idea that this Tyler Perry dude might be gay, which everybody makes jokes about. 
Uh, you know, I don't know that's homophobia, but I don't know. Take it how you will. As usual, thanks for another great week of shows. Emil. Thanks, Emil. And the last email, Terry S. says, what's up, sir? Part two. Hey, non-famy Karen and TV star Rod. Ah, so it wasn't a speed issue. There goes that idea then. Hope they fix the issue. I haven't heard the other shows from this week yet. I wanted to weigh in on the Larry, Leslie Jones quote-unquote controversy. I hate even using that word, but it is what it is. Black people do something and we get analyzed to death for it. Just part of being black in America. I haven't watched SNL in over a decade, but I'm tuning in this week. I love how Leslie didn't take the politically correct route. One other thing, Karen once said on the show that once you get enough premium subscribers, she would twerk at her desk and say, nigga, I'm out. <laughs> LOL, how close are you to that goal? Peace. Uh, I don't know. We would need like a lot more. So people keep signing up. Uh, if you want that documented, maybe we can get a YouTube video or something going. Uh, I don't, I don't know how, what, what the plan is on posting that. Maybe she can quit like that white lady did, then went viral and all that stuff. Oh yeah, honey, I can't wait. And I thank each and every one of you in advance for making that happen, honey. We're going to be traveling all kinds, I got all kinds of plans for us. Yeah. So, um, alright, let's see if we can, um, do a couple articles. Um, cool. Try to speed through. Uh, but there you go. You guys got your feedback show in. Um, and everybody that normally doesn't listen to feedback show, maybe they finish listening and see that it's not that bad. Or maybe they're just going to miss all this fun shit that we're going to talk about now. Well, so fuck them. Um, <clears throat> Larry Wilmore is going to be the host of The Daily Show. Oh, cool. Uh, I mean, not Daily Show. Of um, The Colbert Report. Okay, yeah. It's gonna. I think it's going to be called The Minority Report or something like that. So that's gonna be interesting. He's gonna take over the time slot that Stephen Colbert had. Now that Stephen Colbert is going to late night TV, mm-hmm. um, so I hope it works, man. Me too. You know, maybe we can get some black people on there. Now, here's a problem, right? This is a new thing, the new problem in 2014. Black person gets some unprecedented. Everybody celebrates. Black person actually starts doing comedy. And then everybody's gonna be bitching about it. So it's kind of catch 22. Yes, it is. Like I can't. I like I, I can't wait for him to start because I think he's very funny. I think I too. he's put in the work behind the scenes writing for several shows. Mm, he's had stand up out. He's yeah. toured. Yeah. But uh, you also know that this means the first black joke that somebody don't agree with is going to be, oh, Larry Wilmore is the worst. Can we get him taken off the air? Where did he come from anyway? And if Stephen Colbert made them same jokes, it would have rolled. Right. Mm-hmm. I hate laughing, you know, all this shit. Um, but, uh, it, it's a big week. A lot of black people came up this week, but yeah, you know, Larry Wilmore, obviously, uh, that's pretty much the biggest job, um, of the ones to come. But Anthony Anderson, uh, is getting a, uh, comedy called Blackish. Uh, that comedy, which what Wilmore was supposed, was supposed to be the showrunner for. Mm-hmm. So I guess he won't be able to do that anymore because Larry Wilmore is now going to be the host of the Minority Report. Um, it stars Anderson as an upper middle class black man who struggles to raise his children with a sense of cultural identity. Uh, Lawrence Fishburne executive produces it has a recurring role in the single camera comedy that loosely based on the life of the game. Showrunner Kenya Barris with the new gig. Wilmore will remain with comedy until succession plan is in place. Blackish sources tell The Hollywood Reporter uh, they went head to head with ABC's similarly themed comedy pilot Keep It Together. Starring Romany Malco. Uh, dang, so he won't be able to do 
but he that was gonna be an autobiographical comedy based on kevin hart's life who had a recurring role on the show but uh they don't know if that's gonna get picked up or not hmm. kevin hart is everywhere yep i ain't mad at him i saw something the other day money it was the playoffs and he was doing a commercial and he was being all the people on tnt's halftime show <laughs> damn that's a hard working brother yes he is he part jamaican <laughs> probably Elsewhere at ABC, the network picked up Shonda Rhimes' produced drama, How to Get Away with Murder. Now we'll be watching this. Stars two-time Oscar winner, or uh, Oscar nominee, Viola Davis. It's about damn time. Oh, I, 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 nah, I didn't watch Scandal, but I think I watched this one with you, baby. Whatever. He said, whatever. You would have watched Scandal if you was going to uh, be down. You late. Viola Davis. What do you think about the end of Scandal, Mom? I'm sorry. I didn't you ain't seen? Oh, I ain't gonna spoil I it. I ain't gonna spoil it. I don't know how you missed. So what? You missed just the last episode or all like a lot of them? I missed the last two episodes. Mm. All yeah. right, I'm not gonna spoil it. All right, but it's it's good. Mm-mm-mm. That dude, uh, that played Daddy Pope, man, he the I best. Love, I love Joe Morton. He be putting all them extra uh, periods in his sentences and stuff. Yes, sir. <laughs> How <laughs> dare you even consider what I just said? I was like, man, cussing somebody out. <laughs> you just a boy. <laughs> Call that man a boy. <laughs> you are just a little boy who doesn't even deserve my daughter. Um, but uh, yeah, Viola Davis, man, I'm in. Uh, Shonda Rhimes, I don't care what people say. She can't do no wrong to me. Y'all can get political about it if y'all want. Write all them think pieces. I'll be laughing to the bank. Um, but, uh, yeah, so she's going to do that. Um, uh, the pickup gave Rhyme Scandal and Grey's Anatomy uh, and now get How to Get Away with Murder all on, you know. The same uh, channel, ain't it? Uh, is it on ABC? Yeah, ABC. Mm-hmm. Man, she killing it, man. She like, she is like how Seth MacFarlane is with Fox. How he has... Yep. Sunday night, he has all those damn shows. She about to be killing it, man. Three shows on one. Oh, man, that's amazing. I Good for her. That Good for her. Yeah, Shonda. Make that uh, money. Mm-hmm. Uh, Terrence Howard is getting a um, show on Fox. There's a hip-hop drama called Empire. These never work. No. Nobody has made a successful hip-hop show since uh, New York Undercover. And that last for it was good for one season. Um, it features a largely black class top, top line by Terrence Howard. Oh, and Taraji P. Henson. Look at her. She be, she be, uh, she just can't. See, this is probably going to be the, the kiss of doom because she just can't never really get that consistent hit. Yeah. I don't know why, man. She good. She's a good actor. Looks good. But for some reason, she got that desperate art feeling or something. Also coming to Fox's schedule is the Red Band Society starring Octavia Spencer, um, who will make her series TV a, de- uh, a debut in adaptation of a Spanish drama from uh, EP executive producer Steven Spielberg. On CBS, uh, Holly Berry will start. Nope, not watching this. What is this? No, no, well, Holly Berry oh, in it. Sci-fi drama extant. I'll probably skip that. But yes, you took away almost human. Come on, she can't even act, man. Sorry, mm-hmm. she just looks. No, she good. can't. She got the same voice in every role. <laughs> um, NBC's. Me, meanwhile, NBC's Twelve Years a Slave, Alfre Woodard. Baby, you went away. I went away. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, let me refresh. Give me a second. Um, sorry about that, audience. Um, I just went away, or I've been away for a while. No, you just went off the screen. All right, yeah, I'll just refresh. It probably was a little internet bug or something. <sighs> Sometimes it does this, and now it's taking forever to load. What's going on, Spreecast? There we go. Waiting for Spreecast. Yeah, because that the audience, like, we're recording can hear us, but, like, the audience in the chat room, like, they can't hear us. All they see is me and you staring at them. Yeah, just tell them I'll be back in a second. I did, yeah. Um, I don't know if that's Because yeah, Roger got all the sound. I don't know. Is make sure my stuff still connected to the internet? Yeah. You kids get to bed, I get the story. I see y'all. For some reason, I... did you refresh and go out and go back? Yeah, here? I did refresh, but I can't put myself on screen. Because um, I only see you in the chat. So, how am I? But I'm looking at y'all. You see me looking at you on my screen, though, right? No, we don't see you at all. No, I'm saying looking at my. Can you look at my computer? No, like on the top where it says on no. air. Are you. You see my screen right here in front of you? Yes. You see how I'm looking at you? Oh, at the bottom? Yeah, y'all are here. Yes. But I, I can see you, but y'all can't see me? Mm-mm. Okay, hold on. I'm still in the producer chat. See, um, I don't even see you on that part. Whether it's on air or, or anything, I don't see you in the chat room or nothing. Oh, man. All right, well, let me close it completely and go back in. Okay, because that's how I was looking, but I don't see you. No problem. Uh, let me get back to this music, intermission music. All tucked in. Here we go. Once upon a time, not long ago, when people wore pajamas and lived life slow, when laws were stern and justice stood, and people were behaving like they ought to good, there lived a little boy who was misled by another little boy, and this is what he said. Me and you tonight, we're gonna make some cash, robbing old folks and making the dash. They did the job, money came with ease, but one couldn't stop, it's like he had a disease. He robbed another stand and up, another, and my sister and a brother. Tried to rob a man who was a DT undercover. The cop grabbed his arm, he started acting erratic, he said, keep still, boy. No. I think that, I think I'm back on. Am I back on, chat room? Can you guys hear me um, in the chat? Um, let me see. Okay, cool. They can hear me. All right. Um, forgot where we were at. Oh, yeah. I was reading those black shows. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah. It says, 12 years of slaves, Alfre Woodard, um, alongside Catherine Heigl in a political drama called State of Affairs uh, is going to be next. Um, and uh, the 17-time Emmy-nominated Woodard. She's been nominated for an Emmy 17 times? Wow. Will play the president of the United States. So that's what's up, man. Black president, female president of the United States, Alfred Woodard. Um, I'm mad that they said 12 years a slave, though, as a number one. Um, <laughs> number one a thing. thing. And she's been nominated 12 times? Okay. Yeah. Well, she's been in True Blood, Grey's Anatomy, uh, 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 The Family That Prays, obviously. Um, Desperate Housewives. Uh, she's done a lot of stuff. She's awesome. She's been around for decades. Yeah. Yes. Has she ever won? Or she just been nominated? It just said nominated, so I'm assuming that means she didn't win, or they would have put that in there too, maybe. Um, 
Love and Basketball. When she oh she killed that role. I finally saw that movie last year or early oh, yeah. this year. That's she, my stuff. The soundtrack to that is everything. Mm-hmm. But the movie she killed that role as the mom. Like she was, she broke down that black motherly love. Like I've been loving you my whole life the way I can. I was like, mm. <laughs> um, but yeah. Uh, so she's she's getting a uh, show. Uh, and she'll play the president of the United States. It was originally conceived as a male character, so she just beat someone out for that part. The Office's Craig Robinson, who I like, also returns to the network with the leading role in the comedy series Mr. Robinson. Uh, so, NBC attempted to reboot Ironside earlier this year with Blair Underwood. Now, that was terrible. Oh, yeah, that the was terrible. The one in the wheelchair. He was like... And it was, he was solving crimes because he was in the wheelchair. He's like, I'm sitting lower than y'all. Like, come on, man. <laughs> it was terrible. Y'all couldn't see behind this couch because I'm in a wheelchair. I was like, yeah. this, this is not going to last. Yeah, and then, which I can't go, I, <coughs> I kind of understand. They was like, it is people out here who actually uh, have issues in, in, uh, and that are in wheelchairs who probably can act a lot better than he ever can. And it's yeah, like, well, you know what, though? That's not fair. Because they may have done that so they could do flashbacks with him walking and stuff. Oh, so, you know. Okay, okay, so that, that makes sense. Yeah, because people were like, well, just cast someone that can't walk. But it's like, if the role says 10 years ago, we're going to flashback and show you, like, what walk. led to you being paralyzed. Or, if okay. we, or, if the, or even if the series says at some point we might want him to be able to walk again. And in season three, he starts walking. You can't do that with some people. So that that's you true. Know, I, I that, think, that's true. You know, it was just a bad concept more than anything else. Like yeah, and, and poorly that written. doesn't make him a better detective because he's in a wheelchair. Now that's true. Now that's my was my point. And yes, that was the the pitch, and it was like that is a terrible. I can't believe they got greenlit. Um, did y'all know that Carrie Washington is the first black female lead with a show to earn a sophomore run since 1974? Wow, man, I know that's crazy, man. Yeah. What a long time. Um, so, yeah, uh, black people in live tweeting and supporting Scandal, getting a lot more black shows on TV. Yeah, and, you- and I'm sure a lot more black people be complaining about what this represents the entire race. But to me, I'm so glad because this is the the cornucopia and the different shades and the different types of shows. That's what blackness is. It's not just one person's representation or yeah. Shonda Rhimes got to write everything to represent all black people. Like it's it was it's cool. It would be much cooler if there were sixteen black shows and you just get in where you fit in. That and BET ain't got to have everything. And for a very very long time, they was like, "Y'all got BET. We're not considering putting you on any other platform whatsoever." And one thing about social media that I do love, I think some shows only stay alive because people talk about them on Facebook or post them on Twitter. So people know that people are watching. But prior to social media, especially when they do, what is that box they do? Do they hook up? Do they um, count ratings and things like that? I think that system is overrated. Um, the Nielsen box. But they have better ways of getting ratings now. They can even get, get it from your DVR and all this electronic stuff. So it's not even the same anymore. I, uh, but even with that, uh, a lot of people do still look at that, and that's the problem. Like people mm-hmm. still consider that in their number and statistics. And last time I checked, every black person I've asked said they've never been on the box. They ain't been asked. The average person has never be, had never had this. So you're talking about you get you getting a true uh, true uh, view well, of what America's watching, and you're not. Well, the good news now is that you have Netflix numbers. You true. Have- your DVR numbers where people can see how much stuff people are recording and watching later. Mm-hmm. Um, you have uh, the, the the internet where they can check the social media hashtags. So 
I think now people are seeing how engaged audiences get with certain things mm-hmm. and um Hopefully this means, you know, we'll continue to get a lot more shows with black leads because, you know, some of the best writing. I hope so. You know, some of my favorite shows this week. Uh, I mean, this year, Sleepy Hollow, you know, like they've had black leads. So surprised they didn't mention Sleepy Hollow in there because they got picked up for a second season, too. And they have a black female lead, uh, Nicole Bahari. Um, the NFL's first openly gay draft pick celebrated by kissing his boyfriend on national TV. Honey, people was out To the disgust of millions. I don't know why. Most of them weren't even watching the draft at that period of time because a lot of people just watched like the first round or well, the first pick and then they I think, out. I think, uh, first of all, a lot of people watched the entire NFL draft. Oh, a okay. lot of people. Well, I didn't. I've never been a fiend like that, but mm-hmm. a ton of people will watch every single. I don't know what's wrong with it them. It was like 354 drafts. I was like, who, who's watching this for three days? Yeah, he was picked. Uh, he was, he was uh, like uh, picked in like the third uh, day or some shit. Mm-hmm. It was um, but of course, he, we everybody already knew he was gay. Um, but he got drafted, and uh, you know, I was kind of disgusted too because another black man getting stolen by a white bitch right there on <laughs> national TV. And, well, uh, how do you feel about it, Rob? The white dude was taking over and crying and shit all hard. I was like, "Come on, man, you just gonna try to get his check." I wonder if he was. I wonder if he's like, "Damn, hopefully we don't have to get gay married because then he's gonna take my half of the money." You know, like that's one thing he can like hope to play for a state that's not progressive. You know, oh, I was like, man, I just hope I can go to Tennessee where they won't let this marriage shit happen. Then I can keep half my stuff in case this don't go right. But, oh, I would love to marry. Oh, I wish I could. If we wasn't gay, man, I would marry you in a second. But since not, since we can't, um, I'm keeping all my shit if you got to leave. Um, but, yeah, a lot of people was upset that he was. Uh, he went to the St. Louis Rams, so he doesn't was, have to leave the state of Missouri. But a lot of people were sad that he was upset that he kissed somebody. And the thing is, if you watch HBO, Come on you've now. seen dudes kiss. Mm-hmm. People swear by the wire and they like calm down. It'll be fine. It's not like they took their shirts off or blew each other or you know something crazy. They just kissed. It wasn't even like they didn't even bust slob. It wasn't even like tongue in the mouth and shit. And people, like, I saw a little tongue. Like no, you didn't. You saw a little homophobia and uncomfortableness. That's what you yeah, saw. Yeah, and husbands kiss their wives all the time. Dudes kiss their boyfriend. I mean, their girlfriends all the time. Yeah. But I think a lot of times people just want to be upset just for the fact of being upset. And I think I seen it like right afterwards and people were cheering and things like that. A lot of people were very happy. And I, and I think it's some, and, and the thing about it, instead of calling it what it is, a historical moment, people get caught up in, in other shit that don't matter. You really would have thought like that he like tongued this dude down. That's just from the responses I had on my um Facebook page. You would have thought that like, they grabbed each other's dicks or something. It wasn't even, there was nothing vulgar mm-hmm. about it. They kissed and that was the end. So anyway, um, congratulations to Michael Sam. You know what I mean? That's, that's a huge milestone. They asked Jason Collins about it. The first gay NBA athlete, uh, openly gay NBA athlete. And, uh, I was hoping he was serving some shade and be like, no, nah, I don't like him. But he was like, good for him. Glad to get no shade. He should have, <laughs> what if they would have interviewed him and he would have been like, Oh man, see, so now you gonna try to bite my style and be gay? I was, I was doing this first. Now you gonna try to come out the closet and be a professional athlete. I see. Uh, black women listen to the show. I hope y'all sitting down. Some very sad news. Sherry Shepard's husband, Lamar Sally, filed for divorce after nearly three years of marriage. And we shocked because? I'm sad. I was sad to tell y'all. Okay. 
According to TMC's Cherry Shepherd and Lamar Sally are expecting a baby together through a surrogate. And Sally is filing for full legal and physical custody of the unborn baby. I know she is. He is a, no, Sally, oh. him, oh. Lamar Sally. The dude. That's his name, yeah, Lamar Sally. Yeah, he, okay. he is because she got the money, so yes. Okay. This is sperm, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Okay. He is reportedly asking for spousal support from Shepard and looking to limit her visitation rights. <laughs> oh, my. He really was like, honey, you got to go. That's what I call equality. You know what? I How agree. you like it, ladies? I agree. That is equality. <laughs> I, 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 I'm, I'm, I back that one up 100%. Sherry Shepard's going to be single once more. The View co-host, Lamar, husband Lamar Sally, has filed for divorce after nearly three years of marriage. TMZ reports Sally's filed legal documents on May 2nd. They tied the knot back in August 2011 at the Fairmont Hotel in Chicago. In September 2012, the TV personality revealed on an appearance on Rachel Ray that she and Sally were looking for a surrogate. Shepard, who sat on the ABC talk show panel since 2005, uh, currently hosts the show with Whoopi Goldberg, Jenny McCarthy, and Barbara Walters. I wonder what changed. Like, why you got a divorce now? Mm-hmm. He must have finally caught the view. Yeah. <laughs> Was like this is what I'm married to. Yeah, six thousand years. You think the Earth six thousand? No baby should be around this. Oh my! Like they've had a lot of co-hosts change in and out. Like I'm surprised that show's still on the air. And then uh, the 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 pimp Barbara Walters is about to resign and leave because mm-hmm. all she's doing is pipping them out. She don't really care. Yeah, Barbara don't be listening. No, she just be she there just do her soft light interviews and then let them women talk. Like, yeah, she, and then cut back to her soft light interviews. Yeah, she she she, she just like an imitation Oprah. Like y'all can do y'all thing. Here I am. Okay, I can leave now because she's not on the show every day. They make a big deal when she does come on the show. I wonder what uh, did she might. I don't know if she's planning on going on full time. What's the show? I hope not because she is one of the most deadest people on that show. You be like, come well, on, she, old out of touch lady. She like the Shawnee O'Neal of that show. Like she just shows up, gets a check, goes back. Um, but yeah, man, getting divorced, man. She was previously married to Jeff Tarpley for nine years. Today split in two thousand ten, and they share a son Jeffrey, who's eight years old. So. And this thing got like 1,300 comments. So people, I know people care this much about. Uh, a lot of people watch The View, honey. Sherry Shepard, man. I don't, but a lot of people love The View. Mm-hmm. Blue I Journey. Think it's boring. Blue Journey 74 said, another example of a couple not willing to give up their selfishness to make compromise to make the marriage work. Oh, Lord. When you get married, the first thing is you are no longer the leader, head of the household, or the one making all the decisions. Divorce is 50% to 50%. But marriage is 100% to 100% and giving in. Hollywood, on the other hand, wants all the glamour and cutesy talk about their future marriage, what they are doing, and yet it's and yet it's show to get attention. The real hard work is at home, no cameras, and making decisions for what's best for the entire family. I was recently divorced, but I'm not going to let you know that on, when I post my comment. Uh, it is sad when any marriage ends, but bringing a child into this mess is just wrong. What are they supposed to do now? <laughs> you can't get a receipt. <laughs> so to get you a return, you can't tell that surrogate. You know what? I don't want this baby now. Yeah, do adoptions come with receipts? You no, they don't. Refunds. Right. I'm gonna need to get my money back. Trade in. I mean, if somebody could get a return on a baby, it would be a black woman because <laughs> <laughs> they can return anything. But I don't think. I don't think that this is gonna happen. No, honey, she get all her money back, and they would give her extra credit. They be right. like, take, take, uh, we give you extra money just so you get out the out the right. door. Ma'am, it looks like this baby was being worn once. 
Still got the tag on it. Still got the umbilical cord on it. Take it back. All of it. Ain't been I, I could even show you the uterus. It's been 89 days. It's been 89 days of turn said 90. The girl uh, says, does almost three years of marriage mean you have a right to spousal report, support? I hope not. I think he should get exactly what Portia Williams got. Nothing. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Being a grown man, he should have been supporting himself anyway. They should have waited longer before having a child. Exactly what does he do for a living? Man, that's funny that she's called the girl because I feel like if that was the guy and the genders were reversed, people would be like, that's the most sexist thing I've heard in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, see, it seems that his reason for full custody is that he should would get more child support and alimony from her. If it's shared custody, he would get less. What does he do for a living? Everybody mad about him, man. I don't care what he does for a living. It was a woman, I support her. Good luck in court, man. I ain't that the truth. Anti-gay TV hosts defend themselves. These two dudes had a show. They're brothers. They had a show on HGTV that they were shooting a pilot for. Um, and they wanted to... Um, I'll put the picture of them in the chat. But they uh, they basically got caught up with some old video of them. Got... Uh, I guess you would call it leaked. I don't... Is it leaked if, like, honestly, you you put it out, like, it's out because it's public? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? But it was them, like, protesting against gay marriage in North Carolina and saying some pretty weird stuff. Uh, we have, he says, we have no-fault divorce. We have pornography and perversion. We have homosexuality and its agenda that is attacking the nation. He added that the Christian majority must repent for standing idly by and tolerating such things. I have a question. Do he know who's why who watches HGTV? Right. Come HGTV. On Homo gay TV. That's what it stands for. <laughs> Look it up. Look it up. Yes, out of floral shows. Homosexual out of shows. Yeah, homosexual gay television is exactly what it stands for. Oh Lord, no. So that's his fault. Just do some research. Uh, but seriously though, it was like HGTV has a pretty high gay viewership yes anyway. they do so it's like why the fuck would you say something this stupid like you know, or even why would you even shoot the pilot like i would just be like man remember when we said all that stuff about gay people in front of those microphones yeah we probably shouldn't even do this like yeah. it's a waste of money i'll read the tell them up from like look this is what happened be- before you even hear it so you can decide if you still want to do the show or not asked if he stood by his words david told burnett never have i ever spoken against homosexuals as individuals and going against them what this is but see this is how people disassociate like racism homo uh like sexism homophobia this is how it happens it's like i didn't say larry was a fag i just said these faggots can't get married it's like dude that's well, larry's that's, in the group that's just as much <laughs> a problem no 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 see no see you get i didn't call him the f word I just think it every time I see him. Like, it's it don't still matter. Negative. Yes. I speak about an agenda, he says, which is also funny. Like, the homosexual agenda. Like, what exactly is that? Do they think homosexual people be having a meet? Like, is it like the black agenda where we have a meeting every year secretly and never tell any white people? Like, nobody tweets about it, Facebook's about it, anything. Apparently not. Like, the homosexual agenda. Or is it just like a regular agenda like everybody else's, but it's got like rainbows and glitter and. <laughs> Oh my! Sparkles and unicorns and shit. Like it, I don't even understand what that concept of an agenda is for gay people. Like we gotta get on the same page. Um, that is seeking to silence the voices of men and women of faith. That's what this is all about. Because you know how men and women of faith in America don't have a voice. 
show don't <laughs> we love homosexuals and we love muslims and we have absolutely about nothing muslims against in the there too what we just wasn't even about muslims i know like i know muslims in there like what we got to do with this <laughs> why you gotta bring this up um we hate homosexuals like you do <laughs> he's like well, we love them sure you do buddy sure you do you love them like we do love to choke on the death Oh, Lord, no. David went on to say that the comments made on the website Right Wing Watch, which labeled him as anti-gay, anti-choice extremist, were part of a smear campaign. I never talked about Nazi Germany, he claimed. You're bringing all kinds of groups into this. Uh, when asked directly if he would be okay if a homosexual person wanted to marry someone they loved, he replied, I would not be okay with that type of action because in the scripture it's very clear that would not honor God, nor is it good for human flourishing. It does not mean that I hate the person at all. Just their right to get married. That's what you're saying, basically. I don't hate them. They're just not equal to me. That's all. And also, the law has to be the same as church, apparently. <laughs> that, like, when did we start doing that? Like, the law needs to be church. Look at how much stuff we wouldn't be able to do. People would be busting up in sushi restaurants like, is this shrimp? What is this? Get on the ground. Turn the tables over. Is that pork? Right. Hold up. Is anybody in here working on a Sunday? Everybody going to jail. Mm. Everybody but Chick-fil-A. <laughs> <laughs> Stop. I don't know why people keep doing that. Anyway. Uh, all right, man. Um, it's time to play the games uh, for the show so we can get out of here. Uh, the first one we play is a game called Fucking With Black People. Where uh, we assign points uh, to different articles where uh, black people feel messed with. Here's a first, here's our, our article. We're just fucking with them black people. We're just fucking with them blacks. We're just fucking with fucking with black people. That's right, guys. Time to play fucking with black people. Today's contestant, Kim Kardashian. And we're going to rate her from 0 to 100 in intervals of 25 on the fuckable black people scale. Let's get started. Kim Kardashian got a very, uh, some very, but posted a blog because she got some, um, some, some, some breaking news. Did y'all know her baby, Northwest, is a black baby? <laughs> shocking. Shocking. I know. First Sherry Shepard getting divorced. Now this. So she had a blog entry called On My Mind, and she wrote about um, how, to be honest, before she had North, she never really gave racism or discrimination a lot of thought. Kim said, it's obviously a topic that Kanye is passionate about, but I guess it was easier for me to believe that it was someone else's battle. But recently I've read and personally experienced some incidents that have sickened me and made me take notice. I realized that racism and discrimination are still alive and just as hateful and deadly as they have ever been. Um... The 33-year-old mom wants to make sure her child and children don't grow up in a world where they are judged by the color of their skin or their gender or their sexual orientation. I want my daughter growing up in a world with love for one another is the most important thing. So the first step I'm taking is to stop pretending that this isn't my issue or my problem because it is. It's everyone's. Um, here's the thing, man. A lot of people got mad at her for this. One, they said she's been dating black men her whole life, so how does she not know? But I feel like if you date black men and y'all are rich, people don't treat those people openly so negative no, like they do, do regular I, people. That's right. It's not the so same. It's possible to date a certain class of black person. Like if it's Reggie Bush walking into someone's house with Kim Kardashian on his arm, 
I don't think people are gonna be as racist to him. Mm-mm. But if it was like, you know, um Reggie Bush that, you know, just worked at Costco or some shit, they would be like, What what is this dude doing here? You know, like what well, maybe he needs to leave. Because race and class are kind of tied together in America. Mm-hmm. The other thing is a lot of people don't care about stuff until they have empathy through someone that they they've either been like a, that some family member, a friend. Yep. Um like how many men are sexist? And they still date women. They sure do. But you talk to them and you're like this dude has some terrible views on sexes, on like what on what women can and can't do. Mm-hmm. Or um even worse, how many dudes are sexist and have a daughter? Yep. And they die, they'll never have that aha moment. They'll go to they'll go to their grave like women get raped cuz they wear short skirts and uh they don't deserve to have as much money and need to be in the kitchen and let the man tell them what to do. So anytime somebody has an aha moment, I'm applauding that sh- that shit cuz cuz she didn't have to. She could still be like I'm rich enough to raise my little girl and pretend like racism doesn't even exist. If I choose and to. let her get smacked in the face by about it when she gets out of the house. You know, um, someone called Kim Kardashian a nigger lover to her face like a few months ago. Kanye West went up there and beat that dude's ass. Like, it's hard to ignore, especially with someone as public as her. But, I mean, she has enough money where she could just hire security or some shit and not have to to deal with this. She wouldn't want to. True. So, anyway, I appreciate her having something to say. So, I do not feel fucked with it all. Zero. Yeah, she got a zero to me, too. Zero. You are fine with me, Kim Kardashian. And because I don't keep up with your show, I don't have the animosity and hate that most people have. Me either. I wish people would uh, would pay me just to sit around and be cute. Well, you know, <laughs> familiarity breeds contempt, and uh, I don't have any for her. Mm-mm. On the other hand, <clears throat> the man who once called George Zimmerman a friend, speaking out and supporting him during his lengthy trial, has now had a change of heart. Oh, snap. George Zimmerman's former neighborhood and fellow neighborhood watch volunteer says he wants to clear his conscience. Frank Taft says he now believes Zimmerman should have been found guilty in the shooting death of 17-year-old Trayvon Martin. I say steady long, steady wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Took you so goddamn long to get on the page, man. Everybody knew this shit day one. It's like, uh, the the 911 call was like, sir, we don't need you to get out the car. I'm getting out the car. Like, sir, please just, uh, I don't know. I just, uh, I need to go take care of this. It's like the police are coming. I don't care. Um, he was once one of George Zimmerman's most outspoken advocates, but now former neighborhood watch volunteer Frank Taft says his opinion about Zimmerman's not guilty verdict has changed. What I know of George and his tendencies and also my opinion is he's racially profiled Trayvon Martin that night, because if that had been a white kid on the cell phone walking around our neighborhood, he would have stayed on him. He wouldn't have stayed on him the way he did. That's a fact. And I believe that in my heart. <sighs> Sometimes as a black person, I just get tired of being right. People like, obviously. Like, to me, this is not a revelation. Mm-mm. But this dude had to go through, like, month, like a year of being like, man, I went to church and I realized this is racist. Um, this is very different from what he told the news numerous times after the shooting, including during an interview back in May 2012 where he said, that George Zimmerman is in a position in a volunteer role, wanted to ensure the safety of the community he lived in, and he became the victim. But today he claims he just wants a clear conscience. I can only ask for the country to forgive me. And today I believe that he racially profiled him based on the color of his skin. Reporter, he must have read Kim Kardashian's blog. Must have. The reporter, some people may have may wonder, does Frank Taft have to gain? What does he have to gain by doing this? Are you working on a book? 
no book a tv show no i'm just working on me right now and getting right with god so i guess jesus told him racism is still alive not paying for so he must have heard him Taft says his brother's death last month and the death of his two sons over the past two years has changed him. Damn, everybody know. Damn, maybe God. <laughs> yeah, he was like, folks dying. I, I might need to rethink some things. Somebody got hit with one of them, like, curses like in the the, the plague, and the yeah, seven plagues. Death shit. just walking around you. Till you admit this, I'm killing all your male relatives. Like, okay, okay, that's it, that's it, that's it. I'll admit it. Taft says he has messages for Trayvon Martin's parents. I'm sorry that you lost your son. I know what that's like, and I wish things had been different. Empathy, man. This is aha moment. Yeah, like you said. Yeah. His kid's dead. Now he like, shit. They lost a kid. I was on TV playing a game, basically. You know, getting on TV every week defending this man. Because did, it didn't have any stake in the fight. It was just, you know, hey, cameras are here, and I get to give my opinion. And it's not real to me because it's not like my son died. You know, it's one of the reasons why I told my, my friends on the email list, take me off this list. I'm not arguing about Trayvon Martin with y'all because it's real to me. It could have happened to me. It could happen to my brother. It could happen to so many people I love in my life. It's not just a theoretical game that you can go back and forth with in the internet comment section. Dude. It's some real shit to me. So this dude had that moment where he was like, so that's what that feels like. Yeah, I, I lost my child. That shit ain't cool. It's heartbreaking as a parent because you expect your child to bury you, not to be burying your child. Mm -hmm. Both George Zimmerman and his brother Robert declined to comment. Of course. George Zimmerman was found out. To, anyway, uh, I'm still giving him 100. I don't give a fuck. Mm -hmm. Too late, too little, too late. Like, I'm, I, like I, I just, I don't know how callous you can be to get on TV and play like that, you know? Where it's like, uh, well, you know, George wouldn't do this. Like, a year later, it's like, oh, wait, George would do this. My bad. <laughs> like, it's still 100, man. And, you know, whatever. I hope I hope he's being genuine and I hope everything I works out. Me too. But, yeah, I still feel mad just reading, you know. Because basically to me what he's saying is I had no empathy and now I do. Mm -hmm. It's just like, damn, dog, really? Like, And a lot of people feel like You that. know, like, this isn't Kim Kardashian where she just theorized. Like, someone died and someone got off from murder. And you were part of what helped that. Like, that's so fucked up, man. Like, you know. And it's not even like it was somebody he loved. It wasn't like his brother or some shit where it's like, you know, because if your brother kills somebody, it's real difficult for anyone to go on TV and be like, you know what? I think my son did kill them people. Like, that, I understand when those people, I'm like, I wouldn't go on TV, but I understand when those people do that because mm -hmm. it's hard. For them, but just, just a nigga to live up the block. I don't know what. I don't even know what my next door neighbor gets into. Mm -hmm. You're like, your next door neighbor been killing people. I guess. I don't, I don't know. know. Y'all yeah. got the evidence? I don't know. Yeah, nobody told me nothing. I would never be on TV like, I'll tell you this much. When I see that man walk his dog, I said, that's a man that does not kill black people. Because so, you're making assumptions. <laughs> he walked his dog. All right. Let's do Mother's Day edition of Guess the Race. Now that it's time for some Guess, Guess the race. race. That's right. It's Guess the Race time. Now that it's time for some guess the race. That's right, it's guess the race time. That's right, it's time for guess the race, the number one game show going across all the podcast land. We read or play news articles for our guest today. That guest is my mom for Mother's Day, and she plays guess the race. The chat room plays along, and the chat room's pretty racist. Let's yes, go. They are. John Whiteford had a secret so. Macabre 
that when the Kentucky Sheriff's Department showed up at his uh, showed up to question him about it, he pulled out a handgun and killed himself. Oh my! About three years ago, he deep froze the body of his mother, Faye Whiteford. Oh, mm-hmm. he put in deep freezers. Happy Mother's Day. Goodness, She's probably in there with some spots. And the chicken he got on sale. Some chicken. <laughs> the ribs. So it was nine nine cent a pound. He couldn't help himself. Right. Let me move her while I can go defrost some of this bags. I got some greens. I want to put some greens in there. Move over, mama. They don't think he killed her. She appears to have died of natural causes at the age of 96. Since John Whiteford is dead, uh, there are no charges against him, but law enforcement wants to know what he can no longer tell them so they can complete the puzzle of what happened to Faye Whiteford's body for the time of her death until her fa- they found her remains in April tied up in a tarp in the yard of a ramshackle home. <gasps> the picture they have painted so far in conversations with witnesses and acquaintances have the makings of stuff of a grotesque novel. She lay bedridden in her home for the last years of her life, her son sucked into a financial morass. He took care of her, but also depended upon Social Security and retirement benefits. When she died, he didn't want to lose that income, so he concealed her death and postponed her funeral. He purchased a freezer where he kept her remains. Uh, they said talking with him about her was a tough topic. We didn't know she had passed away. We were afraid to ask, said Al Fried, one of his friends. But it seems to the two friends did speak about the financial implications of her death. I guess he was afraid to report that his mom died because of what I said about his the funds disappearing. His mom's retirement checks were not enough to save him from getting behind the eight ball. The family home still went into foreclosure. He was forced to move out of the home somewhere around Christmas of 2013. He found a house to rent in another county, but was in despair and not fit to live in without some work. Law enforcement, uh, law officers believe he took his mother's body there. And as winter was bitter, it would remain frozen if left outdoors. Wow. In the meantime, Whiteford moved next door to his mother's former home in the house owned by a friend who did not live in it. Eventually, authorities wondered why there were no signs of life from his mother and a fraud investigation until the Social Security benefits began. Oh, um, so he was about to get caught. March 29th this year, Debbie decided to go question him. Some three weeks after his suicide, police brought, up, brought in dogs trained to sniff out human remains. They caught no scent of Faye Whiteford's body. During the investigation, detectives ran, came across property John Whiteford Whiteford rented and decided to check it out. They found the body there in the tarp lying partially under a wooden box at the edge of a driveway. It was Faye Whiteford's. Sheriff's <coughs> office is looking for witnesses uh, to answer the questions that about what happened with her that her son could not. Guess the race, Mom. A white man. A white man. Happy Mother's Day, <laughs> Faye Whiteford. Let's see what the chat room says. The color of his mother's dead frozen body. Oh, my. Uh, one who you tried to make cheese from his mother's old breast milk. <laughs> Dang. Oh. That is sick, Chuck Spears. Um, mm. White man who hypocritically hates minorities for living out the government of Obama's America. Yes. Ta- <laughs> taxidermist enthusiast. Oh, my. Chalk dust. Strange crime equal white man. Genetic colonizer. Everybody's going oh, white my. on this one. Well, the correct answer is white. Nobody got that wrong. Can't believe nobody uh, went black because of the, the government assistance. Uh, let's go to the bonus round. Uh, been going over with the feedback and everything. So, uh, bonus round. <laughs> The 
Double points, double and race. Double points and race. That's right, it's double the points, double the racism in the bonus round of guess the race. My mom is one for one. The chat rooms are one for one, the ones that did guess. Let's see who can get the second question. You feeling nervous yet? Who? You. No. All right. <laughs> Here we go. Round two. This one uh, happened in Detroit. Move this thing. Move. All right, there we go. Uh, here we go. <laughs> oh, they sure messed with the wrong woman. She tells Local 4 she hopes her story will make criminals think twice. Glad to have you. Glad to be. Her siblings jokingly call her Rambo, but Paris Ainsworth could have easily been killed. Her attacker shot her four times. Shit. She had eight bullets for them. If I wouldn't have had my gun, I would be dead today. Late Saturday night, she arrived home after working a double shift. She saw two men moving closer. Before she got out of the car, she put her 45 caliber handgun in her pocket. And he said, don't pull it. And he shot immediately. She was hit three times in the side and once in the hand. It was not her shooting hand. Hold on, the chat room. Hold on. Pull it out. The chat room said I'm gone. Hold on. I can see myself on screen. Can you see me or no? Yeah. Uh, You froze on mine. Okay, I'll refresh. I don't know why. uh, Yeah, I don't know what that was about. Because I can see myself. I can see y'all. Let me uh, put myself back on. See, put on air. I, I will restart the article for everybody. Um, yeah, I don't know what that was about. Here we go. <laughs> oh, they sure messed with the wrong woman. She tells Local 4 she hopes her story will make criminals think twice. Glad to have you. Glad to be. Her siblings jokingly call her Rambo, but Paris Ainsworth could have easily been killed. Her attacker shot her four times, but she had eight bullets for them. If I wouldn't have had my gun, I would be dead today. Late Saturday night, she arrived home after working a double shift. She saw two men moving closer. Before she got out of the car, she put her 45 caliber handgun in her pocket. And he said, don't pull it. And he shot immediately. She was hit three times in the side and once in the hand. It was not her shooting hand. I said, you pull it out and start shooting. One, he was right in the middle of the street. The other one was right here on the side. Paris waited on a neighbor's porch until EMS arrived. I kept applying pressure to my side of my, where the blood was coming from. A police source says the two men were arrested after showing up wounded at Sinai Grace Hospital, the same place where Paris was being treated. I'm extremely proud of her because she was able to return fire back. She had something to protect herself. If she don't, she would be dead. She has a faint scar, but a strong memory of a mugger hitting her with a gun 10 years ago. Two years ago, she got a concealed weapons permit. This is ludicrous, the way that they are just robbing and trying to take stuff from people and killing people. She praises Detroit police for the help they gave that night, but she's convinced that law-abiding citizens need to be ready to protect themselves. Well, could he have shot you because he thought you were going to shoot him? No, he didn't shoot me because he felt as though I was going to shoot him. He didn't care. He just shot. He didn't look like, oh, my God, I shouldn't have. He just had, like, the devil in him. Paris is 51. She has four grandsons and works in health care. She has two handguns and trains regularly. I thank God that I'm here in my family. It was it was horrible. I never want to see anything like that again. 
We have no details yet on the criminal case, but Paris Ainsworth tells me she is eager to testify. One of her big sisters tells me, I used to bully her, now I'm not going to mess with her anymore. She's pretty tough. Roger, do we know where the men were wounded? Well, we're a little sketchy on that. Uh, we know from the police source that one of them was hit in the leg. Uh, not sure about the other one, but we are told that both of them were arrested in the hospital, where at least one of them was getting medical treatment. All right. Our Roger Weber reporting for us live. All right. So, guess the race, Mom. That's our sister girl. She black. All right. Let's check the chat room see what they believe. One who refers to diabetes as the sugar seasons her vegetables with ham hocks and enjoys when a man stands up in it oh lord it's leonard brothers she's a character played by pam Grill, foxy brown or some such so she such. said who you finna try i bet it ain't me Ooh, bitch ain't me caps 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 started busting caps 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 the, the perfect case for white people changing their mind on gun control <laughs> uh you going to jail now black Black Aww. don't crack, but it does pack a gat. <laughs> happy Mother's Happy Mother's Day to Sugar Mama. She has sweet potatoes, pies to bake. Black. Her forty four makes sure all your kids don't grow black. So everybody going black. The correct <laughs> answer is black. <laughs> all right. Um, one last one for Mother's Day. A son's dirty dealings were exposed after his mom. Took his personal computer in for repairs. Oh, my. Jason Landon Horn was charged with three counts of possession of child pornography. Oh. According to user police, Horn's mother dropped off his laptop at a computer repair shop. No, she didn't know that. That was on there. I know. He was probably nervous. I could fix it myself. <laughs> I was going to fix it. That, that's why she. <laughs> he picked, your computer broke. I'm going to take it to fix it. No, I'll fix it. No, she probably already had turned it in. You wouldn't let her oh, take it. Okay. While working on the computer, a technician ran across some disturbingly nasty inches, I images. A technician saw a boy who appeared to be between five and eight years old, nude and in a lewd position. The technician immediately called police. Police obtained a search warrant for the computer, and it was processed at the lab on April 19, 2013. Almost a year later, police interviewed Horn's mother and another family member. Both denied placing the images of nude children on the computer. Police interviewed Horn on May 1st, at which time he allegedly admitted he was responsible for the new images of children on the computer. And why would he do that? He was arrested at his parents' home, where he lives. Uh, Horn told investigators he looked for teen gay porn and that he liked pictures of children in the nudist places, such as nude beaches, because that is not considered child pornography. Well, someone told him wrong. Yeah, they did. In the United States, it is. But investigators found images of more than just children at nudist places on the computer. In fact, they found more than 5,000 images, most of them extremely graphic, involving children in sex acts with adults. Whoa, that's, that's a lot of beach time. Mm-hmm. A lot of suntans. Charges were filed, and Horns Bell was set at $50,000 for each count, totaling $150,000. So, uh, guess the race, guys. Definitely right. All right, let's check the chat room and see what they say. Um, wow, nobody's guessed yet. Okay, here we go. One who owns a bicycle shop on a special episode of Different Strokes. <laughs> oh, my. Pedo is the new white, said Leonard Brothers. <laughs> um, yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that, uh, that's a lot of porn, too. 5,000 pictures, like, you can't. That's a lot. Surprisingly, of got porn. caught with three counts. 
Herbert from Family Guy, Egg, White Mama, who also overlooked her son's elaborate plan to shoot up his high school. Oh. Uh, the correct answer is White. All right. Uh, and then let me put his picture in the chat because he looks like I feel like this is kind of her fault because if a person looks like this and you turn in their computer, it's going to be some child porn on it. <laughs> like some people just have that look where you like this dude definitely uh, has child pornography on his computer, you know. So. Oh, oh, my. Yeah. That's the son. That's the son. The grown son living at home. Living at home. Oh, oh, this is Mama 85? I feel like she turned him in. Like she turned, she said, I know it's going to be some child porn on him, but he got to get out the house. <laughs> That's he a good way to get rid of him, too. I can't get rid of you no other way. Let's answer these. Let's answer these last round of questions for my mom. Do you usually listen to the show? Also, how does it feel to sit here and hear the love that, and support Rod and Karen get from their fans? I listen to the show sometimes. Uh, the love and support from the fans. It's awesome. Keep it up. Cool. Uh, did Mama Prime see Joe Morton and Brother from Another Planet? I loved him from that point, said Professor LCH. I have not, but I will. And I do love Joe Morton. Mm-hmm. Uh, and let's uh, check uh, the last thing, which is obviously sword ratchetness. People out here still got these swords. They're still hurting people. Mm-hmm. That- Cutting them up. Love them and trust them, and then they get a sword through the face or something like that. <laughs> and you know, can't really, can't really trust people. Um, here's one: um, a man entered a home with a sword and a knife, and stabbed a resident. Oh my! Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, waiting on it to load. Taking a second here. Oh, I wonder if I can play this. No. Nope. All right. So uh, a 30-year-old man is in jail after stabbing another man at a Stevens Point's, ho- Stevens Point's home, according to Stevens Point Police Department. Officials say the incident happened May 1st, just before 2 a.m. They say Joshua Bella broke into a home, uh, 2100 block of Division Street. Officers say when they arrived, the man who was stabbed and a person who lived with him were holding Bella on the floor. They say Bella had a knife and a sword. Oh, my. The man who was stabbed has been identified as 48-year-old John Richard. Authorities say Richard, who suffered three stab wounds, and Bella were taken to St. Michael's Hospital for injuries. They say Bella suffered minor injuries in the incident. Officials say both were released and that Bella was taken into the Portage County Jail on probation violation. Uh, They say police plan to recommend charges of armed burglary and aggravated assault. Uh, Stevens Point police say Richard and Bella knew each other and that it was not a random incident. The investigation is still ongoing. Wow. That's that crazy. Here's another one, too. Uh, also involving uh, Mother's Day. This man had a sword and he turned on his family. Oh, my. Mm-hmm. You can't trust these people on these swords, man. <laughs> They out here. They don't they care got about videos f- that don't want to play, huh? I don't worry. They got family bonds. They don't care about Decatur, Georgia. Shout out to Outcast. <laughs> <laughs> a family member called nine one one on Thursday afternoon to report something horrific. Two of her family members have been stabbed to death in the home they share with their son. Oh my! Calvin Ray Jr., thirty nine, still living at home, was taken into custody hours after cu- the couple were found dead. It's a pretty horrific scene. Inside, said County Deputy Chief Cedric Alexander. Police say Ray was arrested without incident at a nearby park 
and identify his mother and father as the victims. Police said the couple, Calvin Ray Sr., 75, and Betty Ray, 73, was stabbed to death with multiple samurai swords. Oh, multiple? Mm-hmm. Well, they got a whole case? Police said the couple, uh, I mean, a, a neighbor told CBS's 46, Mike's Pal- Mike Paluska, that on two separate occasions, about a month before the attack, Ray came to her home and said he was the devil. Oh. Hey, it's me, the devil. <laughs> knock, knock, you there? My mom sent me over to borrow a cup of sugar. He knocked on the door. <laughs> he knocked on the door and said, I hear you've been talking about me. Uh, I said, I don't know who you are. On another occasion, Ranzura said that he destroyed her mailbox and damaged some parked cars on the streets. Wow. Ramsor also said she often saw him in the neighborhood carrying samurai swords. What? God. Why didn't anyone call the police before they this? report him. It was just weird. He was in the backyard, and he would be up there swinging swords, practicing as if he was going to be a samurai warrior or something. Said a woman that had no clue how close she came to death. Ain't that the truth? <laughs> Someone tells you I'm the devil, fucks up your mailbox, and walks around with swords, and practices swords in the backyard. You need to call the police and move. Yeah. <laughs> According to court documents, Ray had been arrested before for aggravated assault with possession of a knife and a firearm during the crime. Ray pleaded guilty but mentally ill in those cases and was sentenced to time served plus 10 years probation. Basically, I'm sick to my stomach just to hear it, said Dorothy Watkins. Watkins lives just a few houses down from the crime scene. It brings grief to my heart to know these parents were elderly and have to have a son do that to them. So I'm really sick to my stomach about it. Police have not released a motive other than he is crazy as shit and has sores and should not be living at home with his parents. Um, all right, man. That's been this episode of the Blackout Tips. Go to tweakedaudio.com, put in code TVGWT. We'll be back tomorrow um, at 9. Um, and uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. Yes, thank you. Happy Mother's Day to all the real moms that's out there taking care oh, of their responsibilities like real women. Stand like up. Twitter. Like Mimi Faust. You know, real mom. <laughs> take care of her stuff. Um, the rest of y'all ain't shit. So uh, <laughs> y'all ain't never going to be nobody. <laughs> Uh, talk to y'all tomorrow. Until then, I love you. I love you too, baby. Mwah.